Albuquerque's macro-aggression, Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. Afternoon. I'm Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA on your radio, directly on your app and your computer at rockoftalk.com, as well as tbq.fm. And you want to take a look at the coolest websites, maybe in all of New Mexico, that is rockoftalk.tv. Check it out. We have uh, been working hard on it, and you get a complete archive of all of our shows and uh, a little multimedia experience that's uh, going on over there. Dean Muska, hour one. How are you, sir? Uh, truly impressive. Rockoftalk.tv, ladies and gentlemen. You will uh, you will not uh, be disappointed in what you see. It is really something. Big uh, show today. Uh, we will uh, start with our third hour first, and uh, Natalie will be joining us in during our third hour. We'll be talking about GameStop and see where that's at uh, right, right now. And also the teacher's. And the boycott that's going on, it's a, literally a boycott. They're going to do everything possible uh, to not go back to school. We've got a number of guests here on this uh, program, uh, including Mike Klassen. Of course, he's going to be giving you the homicide update. Uh, no homicides that we have at this point, but this is a long show. A lot of things can happen <laughs> in the city of Albuquerque, New Mexico. <laughs> I hate to say it. If you're walking around listening to me right now, there's a good chance... There's a very good chance. Uh, 18 murders on the... Uh, I actually had to go and count everything. I've got 18 murders... That's the uh, current tally. ...on the year. Yeah, okay. I've got to keep my own tally because I don't know the difference between the PIO, the AP... Uh, anyway, it's it's a mess. We'll also have Sean Willoughby. We'll talk about uh, SB... What is it, 270 or... Uh, 272? Yeah. I know I, uh, I sent it over. 27, to, something. I'll check it down. Whatever. They're, they're trying to make it easier for the criminals to do what they do and make it... Uh, you know, worse for the um, police uh, officer. 227. 227. 227. Yeah, hey. That was a great show. Yeah. 227. Remember that? Absolutely. What was the... Wait, wait, who was on that? Jack A? Jack A. <laughs> That's right. Jack A. Hey, who wouldn't be celebrating a little bit of Black History Month with a little 227 and Jack A? She actually branched out after 227, did she not? Oh, okay. And then she did Jack A. Singing or talk shows? No, or? no. <laughs> <laughs> the Jack A show? Yeah, it went from 227, and it was, I believe, you know, George and Wheezy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah they got rid of uh, their housekeeper, and she went to 227. I think Jack A, and I think the chain is, is Jack A branched off out into her own. Maybe, like, early 90s, late spin off of a spinoff. Okay. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, spin to spin to spin. There you go. A little Black History Month right there for you. Right there. Moving on up, right? Uh, and then uh, the beginning of hour two... We're going to be featuring Joshua Sanchez because this is abysmal. And let me just say this. this. Let me start here because this really bothered me, and this has to do with the Los Lunas High School in Valencia County. They are essentially staying at home for the rest of the year. Yes, yes, folks, despite everybody else staying open, yeah, Los Lunas, and I shouldn't say staying open, trying to open, Los Lunas has decided to go ahead and shut down for the remainder of the year, as well as Valencia County. This is a team, the football team, and I think they're only going to be allowed five games anyway, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> I, and this is, it, we have hit rock bottom. I'm going to have to start out there yet again here in hour number one, because we're hitting rock bottom twice. After I'm, I'm seeing what is transcending, coming down, from the University of New Mexico Athletic Department, I feel so bad. 
I'm trying to reach out to the athletic director, Eddie Nunez, uh, Eduardo uh, Nunez, and, and trying to figure out, like, what is happening. Why are we the only state who seems to be just shutting down altogether? And that includes our athletic departments. Uh, the city of Los Angeles and Valencia County got together and said, well, we won't hear it. We're not going to hear about reopening again until the end of March. And I said, I want a list of all those people who are involved in Los Lunas and their school board who need to answer for this. This is a county and Los Lunas and Belen and Tomei in that area that voted essentially 65-35, Republicans versus Democrats. Democrats. As Valencia County goes, yep. so does the rest of the country. Isn't it weird how Valencia County voted for Republicans and voted for, for Donald Trump and the Republicans, but that bellwether didn't hold up? Oh, just another reason Trump why... Trump only we... lost 57. He only won 57 of the 58 bellwether counties in this country, but, but still lost the election. I'm still having a hard time kind of <laughs> squaring that circle. Dowd, uh, I want you to write something up on that. I think I that would be amazing. More water cooler talk. Uh, our Dow 3000 is uh, well into action. You have no, Dow has no concept, Rudy, about how ex ex exceptional he is. Oh, no. and that is really, that's rare because you are major, yeah. smart, and fast. Yeah, you're fast, I smart. guess I just had to leave uh, the Northeast to be told that. I and, to... and leave other places. <laughs> and leave other places in New Mexico thinking. as yeah. well. Yeah. I think that's important. <laughs> All right, uh, hour number one, uh, we're going to talk about, uh, we have Larry Behrens. Well, we'll talk about the oil and gas. Uh, at the bottom of the hour, we're going to kill another bill to uh, open up hour two, and we'll have Joshua Sanchez and then uh, Dowd's piece uh, on today uh, as well. But let's start uh, here, which, of course, is our economic malaise or uh, cultural depression, and I do mean the fact that we're shutting everything down. You have teachers pushing back, saying that they don't want to open. You have protests going on, saying, hey, we don't want to open. And then I look at the front page of the Albuquerque Journal, and I'm so incredibly disappointed because, you know, they don't say that they're canceling the whole season. There's a, a lack of uh, truth, if you will, in some of the news beat and the articles that are coming out because it says the Lobos postponed the series versus San Diego State University. Now, I covered this to open up Hour 1 yesterday, and this bothered me on a number of levels. My my kids had an opportunity to hang out with the Lobos. Uh, one of my children, uh, one, of, one of my boys, goes to school with the assistant basketball coach. Uh, I think his name is Padgett, if I'm not mistaken, the one who played in the uh, at Kentucky. He sends his kids to a particular school that my kids attend. And, you know, they're trying to keep this program going. And can you imagine that they don't have enough scholarship players, enough scholarship players to actually field the team so they can square off against San Diego State University? Now, it's been an abysmal season, but they should still be able to go ahead and take the court and should feel good enough about it. But when the basketball team is deciding to go ahead and remove themselves from their next head-to-head, -head, and I think they have three more or four more head-to-heads, this would have been the losing losing a season potentially in the history of University of New Mexico Lobo basketball. I don't think anybody wants to see that, and there really is a lot of people who are calling for the you know ouster of uh, of Weir. I actually, if you can believe this, don't blame the head coach for what's happening here in the state of New Mexico. What's happening in the University of New Mexico Lobo football program has more to do with the governor and the Democratic leadership here in this state than it does the head coach of the University of New Mexico Lobo Basketball. 
You can't expect these kids to perform at a high level if they're having to play at Lubbock or in Lubbock at Texas Tech University. These kids are depressed. They're angry. They're upset. They can't play at a very high level. And this has nothing to do with them. This has to do directly with the edicts that are coming down from Michelle Luan Grisham herself. She's ruined everything, folks. Literally at every single level. I don't know how much more plainer I could put it out there to you. If the University of New Mexico Lobo basketball team, which is apolitical, if the football team, if the University, or excuse me, the um, USL team, the uh, New Mexico United, have, have all uh, expressed their extreme agitation towards the governor about the fact that they can't play, it doesn't make a whole lot of difference if, if they can practice. If they move the goalpost, so to speak, to say, hey, you know what, you guys can go ahead and practice. You can, but then they have to go play in another city or a state. That doesn't help our programs here. At this point, I'm wondering if the entire University of New Mexico Lobo basketball team doesn't just decide to go ahead and pick up and, uh, you know, go play somewhere else. There's only six players. What are the chances? I would imagine pretty high. They haven't had a, the best fans in the entire country, have not been able to watch not, not a one of the University of New Mexico Lobo basketball games. Sure. I don't know who else to put the blame on, but I don't put it on Coach Weir. I don't put it on the athletic director. I don't put it on the University of New Mexico Lobo athletic program. I don't put it on anybody affiliated with University of New Mexico. I put it squarely on the shoulders of Michelle Lujan Grisham. There's nobody else who could be responsible for what's happened here. We've talked about mental health issues. I uh, referred to the only suicide in the entire country, I think, in any D1 uh, football program happened right here. And it's not improving. These kids need help. We want to try to attract what we can uh, here. We've got a number of, uh, of people uh, who have signed, a uh, number of student athletes who have signed from Cleveland High School and, and um, Monzano High School, La Cueva High School. They said, yeah, 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 we want to play here. We want to play for Coach Danny Gonzalez. We want to stay home. I, I, I don't want to move away. I want to be with the cherry and silver. Like, they feel this way. I talked earlier today to uh, one of the people who is supporting me for Congressional District Number 1. and She's a mom, and she has a son. His name is Logan. Good kid uh, from, from all accounts, from what I can, from what I can tell. And, and he goes to Rio Rancho High School, and he hasn't been able to go back to school. And that's tough. You're going to let the districts make the decisions? You're going to let these teachers make the decisions as to whether or not they're going to go back? And the teachers are cons consistently going to go ahead and say, well, we're, we're, we're in harm's way. We need the vaccine. Every single student needs to be vaccinated at this point. Let me tell you this. It's impossible to make any school campus 100% safe. And I think it's a complete and total cop-out for these teachers' unions and the teachers themselves to go ahead and make the decision to say, hey, you know what, we're going to shut down and we're not going to go back until 2021 because even in 2021, I don't believe the teachers. I really don't. And at the university level here in New Mexico, I, I don't believe them as well. They're okay to go ahead and let everything fail. They really are. And I feel for those youngsters who have chosen to be here, remain here, you know, practice and and, and be involved with the University of New Mexico Lobo football program as well as the basketball programs and all the other, all the other sports altogether. And, and, and then I, I go back to just see the trickle-down that's happening at Los Angeles High School when they decided to go ahead and shut everything down for the remainder of the year. I think this is really starting to take a certain level that we're not going to be able to come back from. 
I don't know that we'll ever be able to recover from what we have chosen to do to our own state here in 2020. And the people who are responsible for that are, are clearly Michelle Lujan Grisham and her Democrats. And if you don't think so, well, <laughs> you know, no, I don't know what to tell you. you. You need a serious reality check. Now, my high school, my alma mater, is St. Pius X. And I don't know if the Albuquerque Journal is only interested in selling papers, but from their front page, their misleading front page headline, let me put it right there for those of you watching on Rock of Talk TV, on Roku and Amazon Fire. Let me let me read this to you, Rudy, and I know you didn't pay attention to this because you don't get the paper, and so I'm going to try it on Rudy, and then you'll know where I'm going with this. St. Pius X campus could be sold due to bankruptcy. What do you, what do you, what do you glean from that, Rudy? That that high school's in trouble, but it's not the high school, is it? It's the Catholic Church. Let me read this uh, one more time to you. St. Pius X campus could be sold due to bankruptcy. What does that tell you? You think that the high school has done something wrong, right? Yeah. You think the high school has mismanaged its funds, right? I mean, if anybody deserves an apology, it's St. Pius X right now. Archbishop says move part of the reorganization efforts. And all they're listing is the real estate at this point. Why should the high school be penalized for the decisions among the clergy and the archdiocese itself for what has happened? Why should they have to go ahead and sell that as part of what they're doing? Now, we know Archbishop Wester doesn't give, you know, two, two licks about uh, St. Pius X High School. Because he has, as he explicitly stated in his letter, what did he say? It's like, that's not the, the, the main purpose of the archdiocese. Well, what is the main purchase, uh, uh, excuse me, purpose of the archdiocese, uh, Archbishop Wester? Is it to support the edicts of uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham? Is it to support the Pope and the papacy and some of the things that they're doing to support uh, so the, sort of the liberal politics here in this country? Because it appears to me that the Catholic Church has sort of run astray from the people who, uh, by all accounts, are pretty conservative and are on board with most of what the Catholic Church is doing, with the exception of the current leadership. Leadership has uh, moved into a completely more um, secular direction, if you will. They've jumped on board with what's happening with the rest of the world. Oh, oh we're moving in this way. We need everybody to get vaccinated. We, like, like, there is no sort of you know, counterculture that used to come from the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church used to be very countercultural. It's not any longer. I think that's a fair statement, Dad. I know you grew up it, in a Catholic it, family. It, it, it swims with the political tide, I guess. It does now. Yeah. And it didn't always. And now it does, and it's moved into a completely and totally different uh, uh, direction. Even the Catholic Church has become very politically correct. Now, let me stop there. Because I love my alma mater. I love St. Pius X. I want to do everything I can to make sure that they remain on campus. I've done everything I can uh, reaching out to people. We've got some people that we're trying to push into the conversation because this would be tragic. But finally, I go to the back of the Albuquerque Journal, and you, you see the journal literally ripping apart the very community that supposedly supports it, right? And I look at the letters to the editor and the stuff that's printed. Now, you, you all know I'm not a big evangelical guy. I've been pretty hard on, uh, on Skip Heitzig and a number of Christians, as, as you know. Um, I don't like the way that they sell, especially sell against the Catholic Church. But the Catholic Church is making it very easy for them. Make no mistake about it. 
But the back page, and I happen to like this man a lot um, because he has a backbone and because he's doing everything he possibly can to, I think, support the right principles and values, I think, that will help um, our community grow again. And that's Steve Smotherman. I think he's a very good man. And I like the fact that he's using his resources to go ahead and push back against the governor. But what the Albuquerque Journal chooses to do today, and again, this is, you know, here we go, with Smotherman, the countercultural guy, in my opinion, who I think is a probably a great pastor. He gave me a tour of his place. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. I thoroughly enjoyed how he treated me. He says, Pastor misses point on masks. Here you go. Let's let the uh, floodgates open up. Directly from the liberals, Steve Smotherman, senior pastor of the Legacy Church, takes the dunce hat for a completely missing the point of protest against his maskless church services. So here we go. Let's go ahead and take the secular pages of the Albuquerque Journal, who is going to go ahead and push their Democratic agenda, and I'm going to say that now explicitly, even as a candidate for CD1, to go ahead and push back against Steve Smotherman. You want to talk about bullying? This is what's happening. 4713 and the Albuquerque Journal have all jumped on the side of, unless you do what Michelle Lujan Grisham and Joe Biden tell you what to do, then you're wrong. If you try to defy the governor or if you try to defy the current president, you are wrong. We have to stop this bullying because we used to have a, a, a place in this country where we had political discourse. There is no more political discourse. The bias is so incredibly rampant. I don't even know what to say to myself. I'm like, wow, I, I almost know exactly what the paper's going to say in the morning. I can read it. It's hanging out in front. I don't get it. Somebody gives it to me. And then, and, and then, then it says, New Mexico pastor wrong to play the victim card. Where's the, where's the other side of this argument? Because I happen to believe a majority of people here in our city and our county believe that Pastor Smotherman is on the right side of things. Why do I know that? Why do I think that? Because I look at the front page of the paper on the top of the fold, and what does it say? New virus cases drop again. Another 15 COVID-19 deaths send states total past 3,300. Whoa, I just got completely jostled. Here I'm told that things are going down, but at the very same time, oh, they're going way up. I can't believe we've, we've hit 3,300. I never, I, I, I can hear the statement now coming from community. I never thought we'd hit 3,300 deaths. Yeah, like we're all sitting around gauging about the number of total deaths that were going to uh, happen with COVID-19. I am broadcasting from a place that is the epicenter for the worst policy, the worst state government, the worst leadership, the worst everything quite possibly in the country. I don't know that there's any place who is suffering as bad as you, New Mexico. If you're out there listening to me today and you're hearing these words, I don't know that there is another place as bad as this place. When are you, as a voter, when are you as a citizen, when are you as a person who lives here going to go ahead and push back against that democratic establishment? That's threatening people with the state police. That's threatening people with edicts. That's shaming you in the paper. Like, every day it's another ass-kicking. One by one. Every single day is what we're getting. And this is what's happening to us. 
every vote. Well, we're not going to take your introduction of the bills. We're not going to take any kind of public input. But here's the uh, vote again from the Senate, 16 to 31. We can't live like this forever. Uh, uh, this is obscene. We would be, uh, for those of you who follow football, Troy State, <laughs> back in the early 90s. I mean, we, we are O for whatever when it comes to this. And if the biggest problem that you have is that Eddie Aragon is yelling on the radio, talking about how he disagrees with what the edicts of Michelle Lujan Grisham or what, you know, is, is currently being handed. If that is your biggest problem, then you are part of the problem. I don't mind telling you. I, I feel so bad for these businesses. I feel so bad for all the people here in our state. I do everything I can to possibly support them. But I have to tell you... Uh, at this point, not only have we hit rock bottom, but we may not recover from that rock bottom point. 550-5500. That's 550-5500 here in Nikiva. We return. We're going to check in with Dowd. He's got a uh, Virgin Galactic update. In about uh, 15 minutes, we've got uh, young Larry Barons, former communications director for Governor Susanna Martinez. Oh, I love your... The, <laughs> Yesterday, it was really funny. I was going through all the notes for uh, Dowd. He's like, ugly TV. I'm like, oh, my gosh. That was so funny. Like, yes, I knew you'd like that. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's exactly the way it is. I said, I, I can't watch OAN. I can't watch uh, America's News or Your America Voice or whatever it is and, and Newsmax because all I see are ugly people. There's like four hours of actually good-looking people and a uh, few and far between. 428, back and forth. Check in with Dowd. And about 440, we'll check in with Larry Barron's and and uh, see what's going on in the oil, gas, and energy sector. Thanks for listening. The market is flooded with health supplements that claim benefits in memory, but virtually none offer credible evidence with their products working until now. Memory Revitalizer, 800-606-0192. This potent natural formula was invented by a neuroscientist and physician. Memory Revitalizer slows aging, improves memory, increases energy, gives robust stamina. It has been used in an Alzheimer's clinic for 18 years. It is safe. It does not interact with other prescription drugs. Two large blinded studies confirm the benefits in memory capacity. Customers say it's wonderful. It works. It's essential. Buy it from Best Buy for Pharmacy, Manal Pharmacy, and other independent pharmacies. Or purchase it from Moses Country Store and other independent health stores. Or go to MemoryRevitalizer.com. MemoryRevitalizer.com or 800-606-0192. MemoryRevitalizer.com or 800-606-0192. Dad, I think we're in deep doo-doo. Is that why everyone keeps buying all the toilet paper? Actually, New Mexico culture is rich. Plus, Monroe's has red chili, green chili, and the best customers in the world to go with it. Boy, Dad, you must really love our customers. I sure do, just like I love you, Stella. Hey, what about me? Of course you too, Ava. Monroe's. Ready for some adventure? Then explore our new array of Lear's superior camper shells and tonneau covers at Smith's Ultimate Lions. Fiberglass base rails, trimless edges, DuPont automotive finish. Enjoy safety and superior advantages Lear offers. We'll even take $100 off with a purchase of a shell and liner. Visit our website at smithsultimate.com or call us at 505-332-1403 to begin your journey today with Smith's Ultimate Linings. 
Great news! Anne Matthews Bridal just received the long-awaited Disney Fairy Tale Weddings Collection. Anne Matthews Bridal has been chosen to handle the premiere of this collection right here in Albuquerque. If you're needing a bridal gown, we look forward to showing this collection along with other top designer collections we carry. Call 890-3736 for your own personal shopping experience. Anne Matthews Bridal, 890-3736. Located across the street from Coronado Center at 6121 Manal Boulevard. You've come to know Dr. Gardner. He is a major supporter of veterans in need of dental care. Veterans wonder if they can choose their dentist. Dr. Gardner says yes to veterans. Under the Choice Program, a veteran can choose any licensed dental provider in their community that accepts the VA's reimbursement. Dr. Gardner is the trusted veterans dentist in Albuquerque. Call Dr. Gardner at 828-2669. Vets need a dentist that can meet their needs. Call Dr. Gardner at 828-2669. Looking for a full-service landscaping company that can design, build, and maintain your landscape? True West Landscape is the company for you. Whether you are a property manager or homeowner looking for that quality weekly service, True West is here to help. Contact the True West team of professionals today so we can show you our quality service options at 505-395-7770, 505-395-7770, or visit online at truewestgroup.com. Guns and Glock salute the veterans of New Mexico by offering reduced blue label pricing on all Glock blue label handguns from Memorial Day to Veterans Day. ABQ Guns is the largest stocking blue label dealer in the state and is the only woman veteran owned firearm store in Albuquerque. For details, come into the store in the Riverside Plaza just north of Matano and Coors at abqguns.com or call 899-1144. That's 899-1144. All right, time to put things together. We're going to go ahead and start with the weather. Looking really decent out there right now for February. Look at this in Santa Fe. 53 degrees with wow. partly cloudy skies. Suntan lotion. Yep. 63 at Highland High School and 65 here at the Rock of Talk. All right, we got some troubles on the road here. A stall just uh, popped up on I-25 North transition to eastbound I-40. You know, that's a that's a two-lane, real skinny transition. And with a car stop there, it's starting to back up traffic pretty significantly. So do budget that into extra time right now. And for some reason, if you're on Central near the university, westbound from Princeton all the way to university under 10 miles an hour there. Not sure if there was an accident or stall, but that is going to be to be dealt with. All right. Well, this traffic report brought to you by Salon Deluxe and Country Club Plaza. On Southern and Rio Rancho, Salon Deluxe is a market partner for Monate, which is modern nature hair and skin products and now really great health products. All right, the probiotics, if you take that with their Canyon water, now you've got a winner. Canyon water is alkaline water, and on the west side, you can get your Canyon water at Salon Deluxe. If you'd like to know more about it, simply go to salondeluxe.com. All right, we're up to date now. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. Albuquerque's macro-aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. All right, uh, 433 coming up in 10 minutes. We got Larry, Larry the Barons. I like that uh, right here in the Kiva. But we got the, the Dow 3000. People love you, Dow. They, they really said, I don't know if that's like me selling you or... or staccato or, speech. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, he's the Dow. There's only one. Yeah, I, I've never met another Dow. Uh, Rudy, you ever met nope. another Dow? Well, of course, the listeners all know why my name is Dowd, right? You guys know that, too. I don't. I don't. My first name is David. Right. I, I'm the, see, I always say I'm the ultimate in, in diversity because I have a Hebraic, 
first name, an Irish middle name, and a Slovak last name. So Damn it, I knew I wasn't going to understand this segment. What's more diverse than that? <laughs> uh, anyway, so my uh, my grandmother on my mother's side, my mother's mother is from the, o- well, used to be O'Dowd, Irish. You know, they cut off the O at some point. Oh. And so there are four girls in that family, so the family name didn't survive. And my grandmother and her three sisters were all really, really, really good to me. And so when I became a professional, my writing started to appear, I said, what can I do to really honor that family name? Because that uh-huh. name is dead. So I'm D. Dowd Muska. There you go. I had had a fullback that was actually a teammate of mine, served in the Air Force, great kid, uh, good guy, uh, Devin O'Dowd. There you go. Yep. That, that, um, well, you know, a lot of those parts of names get lopped off at Ellis Island over the years. <laughs> they just the guy filling out the form. He just he cuts off lo- lo- like a lot of those long Eastern European names. He, he knocks off the last couple of syllables. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I work, I'm uh, I'm I'm the I'm the Dowdmatic uh, three thousand. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Uh, do you like that name, by the way? Uh, yeah. Yeah. You're I mean, okay my life's that? goal is to is to transition from a weak biological entity into pure <laughs> processing power. So. Oh, oh, God. <laughs> Calling me a computer really isn't an insult. Uh, oh, wow. I, I recently had someone... Th- I felt uh, like I achieved something here. I, I, I was awesome. recently uh, thrown out of someone's life, and I want to send her an email and say, Sweetheart, you know that telling uh, an introvert that you don't, you have one less people to, person to deal with in your life, that's not a punishment. That's a reward. So they find another way to punish me. <laughs> I am putting myself to the fullest possible use. Yes. yes which is all yes. I think that any conscious entity can ever hope to do. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm afraid, Dave. <laughs> and eventually, I see, uh, Dave, <laughs> I can see you're really upset about this, Dave. Like, like Mr. Spock, uh, I will be going through the Ponfar ceremony, the final purging of all emotion at some point, where I will be pure reason. You know, but so it, the creepiest part of the whole movie was when he said, Dave, although you took very thorough precautions in the pod against my hearing you, Dave, I could see your lips move, Dave. I don't think that's a good idea, Dave. <laughs> do you remember that? Uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey. Well, we've got to get to that. Speaking of A Space Odyssey, yeah. A Space Odyssey that will never occur, uh, down south, and uh, D. Dowd, the Dowd 3000, nails it yet again. Yeah, I mean, we, we talked a little bit about this yesterday, ladies and gentlemen. There was an article that ran in the Washington Post that was uh, reprinted in our local paper. Unlike Mr. Aragon, I don't ever look at the Albuquerque Journal, so I, I have to... Have I have to read the crap. <laughs> i got to sit through what's on the minds of the people. You do. But, and so, we did talk about the suppression on this, but when I when I delved further into this yesterday, there's actually more information that was beyond the scope of just that article in terms of how dangerous uh, Virgin Galactic is, this this uh, phony baloney space tourism company that you have subsidized to the tune of a $200 million plus uh, facility down there in, in Sierra County. They call it Spaceport America, and um, not very little space travel actually happens at the <laughs> spaceport. So yeah. Exactly zero. Well, I usually call it the white elephant in the desert. That's probably Where did the bomber drop from? Was it, did he drop from 65 miles when the bomber oh, dropped? Do you yeah, remember? Right, right. That what happened out there, bomber? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, again, the Washington Post got an advanced copy of a book coming out in May. I already have my email in for, with the publisher saying, can we please get a review copy of this? There's no media outlet on Earth that tracks the spaceport more than the Kiva. You, you, we should have gotten no. our advanced yeah, copy already. I agree. I agree. Uh, so, you probably can reach out, Dan. And I did not, uh, and as, a, as a columnist, uh, oftentimes when you go to the publishers, they'll just send you a review copy if you ask one because it gets more uh, notice for their book. Um, so they'll, they'll send it to us, I'm sure. And I asked, uh, unless like my normal personality, I, I asked in a very nice way. So, oh. uh, so they got an advanced copy, and they included some information about the last test flight of this uh, VSS Unity. That's the actual spacecraft that is launched after launched after it drops from the big mothership. So, the big mothership hauls it up to forty thousand feet. 
a little spindly spacecraft, you know, somebody pulls a lever, it's released, they light the rocket engine, at least in theory they light the rocket engine, and you go up to 80 kilometers or so, and Virgin Galactic and Richard Branson consider that space, even though the international <laughs> aeronautics com- community does not consider that space. So we, we can leave that issue aside for now. And the investors, as well as the people who buy his stock, also consider <laughs> yes. that space. Yes. Uh, so anyway, uh, the, as we said, the Washington Post got an advanced copy of this book. This guy was had exclusive access, I guess, to Virgin uh, Galactic for a number of years. He's a writer for The New Yorker, not not a right-winger, not a conservative or a libertarian. That's about as left-wing a publication as you'll find. So he's got this book coming out. It's called uh, Test Gods, Virgin Galactic and the Making of a Modern Astronaut. So um, it's coming out in May, but he reported on the February, the last test flight that when they lit the rocket engine and they claimed to have gone to space in February 19, uh, February uh, 22nd, uh, 2019, some, some time ago, um, apparently there were some issues with that flight. We talked a little bit about, yesterday, uh, about it yesterday. A seal had disbonded on the way up after the rocket engine was lit. Whoa. As the pressure increased with nowhere to vent, uh, gouging a wide gap running along the trailing edge of the right horizontal stabilizer for you uh, aerospace people. Who I, I know seem this. to remember a similar thing happening with the 1984 Challenger launch uh, when the, the O-ring, O-ring yes, so the O-ring vented out. Yes, absolutely. Um, now you say, well, okay, the, the, the test flight landed. The three people inside were were, were fine. Uh, the head of astronaut, you know, like customer relations, this this woman Beth Moses. So she was on that flight. Now she's not a pilot, but she. When they landed, she ran over to Richard Branson and said, Richard, you're going to love it. This was so wonderful. Well, she didn't know at the time that there was a huge gouge uh, running along the trailing edge of the right horizontal stabilizer. So she's gushing, which is what you do when you're a billionaire or a rock star. People just right. tell you what you want to hear. And that idiot Richard Branson, who thinks he knows something about aerospace, he knows nothing about aerospace, just probably nodded and said, oh, I, I can't wait to go. So, all right, there was this glitch. Who, who cares? Todd Erickson, uh, he is the, at the time, he was the company's vice president for safety and tests. Now, this guy doesn't have a lot of experience. He spent 23 years in the military uh, and uh, other aviation safety jobs before he came over to Virgin Galactic. All right. And this is his summary of this, uh, let's say, uh, more than a minor glitch. Quote, the structural integrity of the entire stabilizer was compromised. I don't know how we didn't lose the vehicle and kill three people. That's a man, a professional test pilot and safety aviation safety expert saying this. Wow. Uh, he's no longer with the company, which uh, probably should not surprise anyone. Um, so, yeah, we knew That's about... the only reason why we're hearing that quote. Exactly. Um, so, we, we, we knew that yesterday from the Washington Post. What we didn't know, and I, I found yesterday, there's a blogger who's based in Mojave, California, where a lot of the actual aerospace things happen. Nothing happens in New Mexico, but uh, he's based in Mojave. They have a thing called the uh, Mojave Air and Spaceport, and that's where all the previous test flights of Virgin Galactic were flown out of. He has sources, and a couple of his sources, he's a blogger, but a professional journalist, I mean, really solid guy. Um, they have told him that there were even more problems with the test flight. Uh, these elevons, and you, you experts will know this, they're surfaces on the wings used to control the vehicle's pitch and roll. Uh, the elevons suffered serious, serious damage, and the problem with these elevons was so grave that it's kept the vehicle grounded for 14 months, minor, minor period of adjustment, 14 months, uh, and set back the testing program overall. The thing that is absolutely brand new is the mothership. It's called the VSS Eve. It's named after, of course, Richard Branson's Richard mother. Richard Branson. Um, so it's called the Eve. So it's a big, it's, it's kind of spindly, spidery kind of thing, and it, and it, it pulls this, the, the, this actual spacecraft up to 40,000 feet before the spacecraft is dropped, and then it hits the engine. The VMS Eve came back falling apart, their, their quote, their quote, falling apart, quote-unquote, because it had not been designed to carry 
so heavy a payload as the actual space vehicle. Wow. So this is this is something you say, oh this is ex- this is exploitive. They want to sell books. No 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 no. We have independent confirmation of other problems from a guy based in the Mojave who whose credibility as far as I'm concerned, I've used his research before, is solid. Uh this is a flying death trap and ladies and gentlemen, the flight envelope, the the, the opening uh opens again on February thirteenth where they're gonna try to do another test flight, this time from New Mexico. And I'm thinking I'm not volunteering to be on that mission. Uh, not one more death, Dowd. We wear the mask to prevent not one more death. Absolutely. But it's okay to go ahead and send people up uh, with a blown O-ring, uh, yeah. if you will, to put it in modern space. Uh, and by the way, it was 1986, not 1984. Correct. To head up January. into outer space. And don't so. forget, they killed three people around 2009 on the floor on the, on the ground with a test flight. They killed one pilot in 2014. They almost killed another three people back in 2019. When is Rebecca Dow? going to learn the truth about her favorite company in the world? <laughs> uh, that's a great question. I think we should also probably note that Blue Origin has killed how many of its own people? Uh, I believe that's zero. Zero. Uh, and the other uh, group that's also involved in the great space race, we have Elon Musk and of course, now the uh, f- uh, recently retired uh, Jeff Bezos. Uh, yep, yep. Uh, not Musk and Bezos have killed zero people. Zero Branson people. Is, but uh, four uh, so far. Oh. <laughs> let's hope that, you know, let's hope it doesn't it doesn't add to that. Well, uh, good stuff. Great reporting. The stuff that you can only get directly at rockoftalk.chat, rockoftalk.news, and it's all right there. And, uh, yes, I'm back in the saddle, folks. We'll have our uh, big release uh, back again tomorrow. Don't forget, rockoftalk.tv. Check us out for all the replays of the radio show. Cellophane flowers never happened for me. Sleeping the day off, watching the night fall, covering no Maintaining your cutting equipment is essential to the longevity of your tools and the quality of your product. Whether you're a woodworking professional, metalworking professional, hobbyist, or you just need a new edge on your kitchen knives or gardening tools, trust the sharpening experts at Precision Sharpening to help keep your tools in excellent condition. 884-8229-884-8229. Hi, I'm Ben Lucero, president and owner of Indigo Mortgage and proud to be a locally owned and operated mortgage company right here in New Mexico. Being local carries many positives for consumers, such as being able to meet face-to-face, you will receive quick response times, and all loans are processed here locally. And you will always talk with the same people from application to funding. All of our employees live here, and all profits from loan origination stay right here in New Mexico. Indigo Mortgage believes in supporting our local economy, and if at all possible, we use local vendors for supplies and technical support. I personally hire and vet all loan officers, and I assure you that your loans will be dealt with both ethically and with knowledge. Indigo Mortgage can offer the best rates and terms available on the market, so contact us today on the net at indigomortgage.net or by calling 836-5700. That's 836-5700. Indigo Mortgage, because nobody cares more about your mortgage loan. NMLS, 188-348. Hi, I'm Casey Gazzardi. And I'm Joe Gazzardi. At Joe's Pasta House, we have authentic world favorites, classic Italian dishes, and unique New World offerings, including natural hand-cut steaks, wild-caught fish, and local veal. Our focus is on quality ingredients, great atmosphere, and personal service. Come to Joe's Pasta House for a true Italian dining experience. Located at 3201 Southern Boulevard in Rio Rancho, just a quarter mile east of Country Club Drive. 
I need something sweet. Chocolate, vanilla, fudge with fruit, nuts, cream jelly, mouth-watering, tingling, sensational, and I need it right now. And not just from anywhere. It must be the Candy Lady in Old Town, and they'll even deliver. Check out the Candy Lady at CandyLady.com. Music is the great communicator on MakeUsGodlyAgain.com. Sometimes we just need to pick me up. MakeUsGodlyAgain.com Hi, I'm Dr. Casals at The Vision Store. So many of you are worried about changes in your vision. At The Vision Store, we are available for routine, urgent, and emergent eye care, red eyes, broken glasses, and contact lenses. We carry a wide array of frame styles in our showroom to choose from, including sunglasses and anti-reflective lenses. Come see us Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday from 8 to 6, and Wednesday from 8 to 1. Come see what you haven't seen in a while at The Vision Store in Bernalillo. Call for an appointment today at 771-EYES. That's 771 3937. Do you have any more of a nest egg now than you did this time last year? If you're not moving toward reasonable financial goals, it's time for a chat with Tom Crow of Crow Financial Advisors. Visit crowaboutmoney.com. The cooler temperatures are finally here. That's good news for you because the best prices of the year are now. I'm Eddie Aragon and I have just the guy for you. He's Mario from Axiom Home Services with over 40 years of experience. He'll come out to your home and show you the best refrigerated air conditioning options for your home and family. Don't miss the lowest prices of the season. Call now, 792-9742. That's 792-9742 or axiomhvac.com. Remember to ask for train unstoppable in any season. International Protective Service, or IPS, is the very best security investigations firm in New Mexico and the southwestern United States. We utilize the very best law enforcement, the United States military, and true security professionals from all over the world. When you, your family, or your business need the very best, think of International Protective Service. Call International Protective Service today at 505-897-2420 or visit us on the web at internationalprotectiveservice.com. All right, time to put things together, starting with the weather. Looks like a pretty nice rest of the day. I know it'll start cooling off a little bit tomorrow. We already see the clouds moving in to make that happen. 63 degrees at Volcano Vista High School into Harris. Partly cloudy sky, 65, and it's 63 here at the Rock of Talk. All right, Coors Boulevard is up to its antics like usual. As you clear La Orilla, it looks okay, but then ah, about a quarter of a mile there come the brake lights. And that's the story all the way over to Montano. By the way, don't forget Montano eastbound between Renaissance out to the I-25. That construction just has one lane for you, and it's not enough. So a lot of folks are using today Edith and going north to Osuna to cut east-west or down to Griego to cut east-west. All right, this traffic report is brought to you by Sunny Side Up. Sunny Side Up, while the uh, patio tables have been open, i got to tell you, though, there's another way you can enjoy takeout with Sunny Side Up. And enjoy things like the pineapple coconut pancake, French toast, healthy lunch choices. You can see it all by going to sunny.theplaceilike.com for Sunny Side Up. All right, we're up to date now. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. All right. Uh, thank you, young Rudy. Great job on uh, traffic as always. We have Larry the Baron. I like Larry the Baron. I don't know about you guys, but uh, I got to say I From love that. Uh, Larry the Baron. I don't know what, what it is. I think much worse. Yeah, Larry the Baron. Former communications director for Susanna Martinez, but he's got a lot to talk about. Uh, boy, nobody is as hard-hitting as 
Larry is. He's uh, public enemy number one of Trip Stilnecki, the current communications uh, director for none other than uh, uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham. And uh, let's get into it very quickly. We're going to let Larry probably take it all the way to the top of the hour and uh, rifle off everything uh, very quickly. And, in fact, uh, we read the Albuquerque Journal this morning, Larry, and uh, we're so seeing that these oil joint giants are posting <coughs> excuse me, more, <coughs> more losses. Uh, we have both Exxon and BP uh, not looking favorably towards 2021 in terms of their returns. In fact, some of the uh, numbers that have come back have not been uh, uh, very good for either one of those companies. And, you know, they're, they're shifting down oil giants. Uh, Exxon BP post huge 2020 losses. What can you tell us? Well, let's just be upfront about one of those companies. BP has, in a large part, uh, been very politically correct in wanting to abandon fossil fuels. And they have said that we're going to work to transition away, kind of, you know, um, oil company guilt, I guess is how you would describe it. And that could very well describe to their uh, their corporate losses. I mean, the green movement uh, makes you go broke if as when those tax subsidies run out. But let's talk about the bigger issue that I think you're getting at. And let's just take, you know, I would have the audience do something. Since Joe Biden issued these orders I mean, roughly 10 days ago is when they started. He's issued a bunch of them. And take a look at the price of oil since then. And so how is the price of oil going up, which it has, but these companies are still losing money, which they are. Well, the fact of the matter is, uh, you know, if these companies are deriving their oil output from the United States, they're going to be losing money because that is, I don't want to say drying up, but it is definitely being impacted by Joe Biden's orders and what it is doing for, you know, a disastrous effect on New Mexico's oil and natural gas industry. And so how, you know, it is the the exactly what we said would happen. It's a gift to Saudi Arabia. It's a gift to Russia. It's a gift to China, who makes all these quote-unquote renewable devices. And the price of oil goes up, so you and I and everybody else pays more, but that doesn't equal more jobs or more revenue for the state of New Mexico. In fact, it makes it worse. And, and you know, they're talking about the legislature. I think uh, they said in this AP story, New Mexico has already seen a decrease in drilling rigs operating in the state and decisions by energy companies to shift multi-million dollar investments elsewhere. Uh, the development of pipelines for gathering natural gas or transporting water needed for drilling activities are also in limbo. And that's what happens when you have these orders. You see that, you know, in New Mexico, we border a state that doesn't, excuse me, doesn't have a ton of federal land. And so if you can take your drilling operations two miles to the east, they're going to do that. They're going to try to eliminate, as any business owner would, as much volatility as they can. And so the fact of the matter is, New Mexico is the one losing out on that job, losing out of that opportunity. And while I know the administration is trying to paint a nice picture on it, saying that a lot of these operators already had their drilling permits and before Biden did this, and so they've hedged up against it, which is good, don't get me wrong, but when are they going to actually act on those permits given the environment here in New Mexico, the political environment that is so um, anti-energy? And, you know, it has to be said, and I know you have... Uh, looked at it and seen it, and you mentioned the governor's communications director, he got the biggest raise that the governor handed out to her staff. He got over wow. $18,000 raise. Uh, wow, and for the, the comms director. That's amazing. I didn't know that. Yeah, Larry's chomping at the bait here on these raises. Uh, let me tell you, yeah, yeah, can, I, can I pull you back from that? Uh, yes, you know, before we yes. get, I, uh, Larry's like, he's all about the, 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 the raises there. We'll, we'll get to that in a moment. But I want to sort of juxtapose and put these sort of segments side by side. 
So as these oil giants, Exxon, BP, post the huge 2020 losses, and anybody who's subscribing to the Albuquerque Journal, they're seeing this, Larry. But at the very same time, in the same section, which is Section A of the Albuquerque Journal, they're saying that Biden climate orders won't hurt New Mexico soon. How do you tell me that 2020 is at a loss for these big oil giants, but it's not going to hurt the local New Mexico economy? I'm trying to, like, figure out how to add those two up. But I don't even know if the uh, editor of the Albuquerque Journal looked at that and said, hey, something's wrong here. You're absolutely right. Let's take a look at the numbers. You know, it came out last week, didn't get a lot of attention, but New Mexico lost 7,500 jobs in between November and December of last year. That's before Joe Biden signed a single executive order. That's before Joe Biden took office. And so we were already bleeding jobs then. According to those same stats, we have the fewest energy jobs that we've had since June of 2010. Wow. it was Holy moly. Dowd, are you on top of that? Yeah, yeah that's right. We've, we've literally gone back in the Wayback Machine 10 years. Yeah, yeah. In terms of energy jobs, uh, you know, one of the top, if not the top industry in our state. And so the fact of the matter is, when you're getting, you know, 40 cents of every dollar from the energy industry and you're attacking it, it is going to devastate New Mexico's economy. And there's only one way that uh, the government can do that. They can cut spending. I know you don't want to talk about raises yet, but they they haven't shown a propensity to want to cut spending. Or they're going to raise taxes on the rest of us, which is exactly the direction that they're going. Uh, we're here with Larry Barron's Power of the Future, powerofthefuture.com. Please sign up. Get all his releases. He's the uh, smartest man that's outside of the Kiva. I, uh, I say that with confidence because we have our Dow 3000 uh, here. <laughs> uh, the new EPA administrator, you guys did a big release on that. Uh, learning about him. Thanks for bringing that awareness. Larry, what can you tell us about the uh, new Environmental Protection Agency head? Yeah, it's it's uh, pretty scary. It's it's almost like uh, nominating Deb Howland to run Interior. Um, we have this, uh, Larry doesn't yeah. waste the time, waste any waste any opportunity to take a shot. Go ahead, Larry. You know, it, it's a matter of he has a radical environmental record, and yep. you want to look at what Joe Biden did with the Keystone Pipeline, which, by the way, we highlighted those workers who were working one day and literally laid off the next in places like Texas from the Keystone Pipeline. He uh, shut down a pipeline in North Carolina that would have totaled 1,100 jobs for his state. He has started um, radical um, uh, leftist uh, boards in North Carolina uh, trying to bring justice to the environment. And so it is a situation where if he does the same thing that he did in North Carolina uh, in as the member of the EPA, it is going to be devastating. But what, something else that I've seen... Sure. That, that matches him, I think, a little bit with, with Dev Holland. And I don't know a lot of his personality. I haven't met him. But the, the fact of the matter is, it seems like they're pulling these, these state leaders who will be malleable. And when I say malleable, that means they're going to do what they're told. And I can imagine that John Kerry, uh, when he's not flying around his private jet, uh, is going to be able to just run roughshod over Deb Hadland if she's confirmed, this EPA administrator if he's confirmed. Do you, I, I do not see either of them standing up to John Kerry about you know protecting energy workers in the United States. It's going to be a really, really, uh, I don't even say on a really tough situation. It is going to be a situation unlike you know we haven't seen in a long time. We're already seeing you know New Mexico lose energy jobs before Joe Biden even takes the oath of office. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is, I can't imagine what the next numbers are going to look like. As we sit here today, New Mexico has, I think, the 45th worst employment record in the country. 
And, you know, well, I think we're pretty close to that, right, Dad? Yep. Uh, yes, eight, eight and a half percent, I think, is where we're at. So, yeah, and the national average is six point seven percent. And so, the governor and everyone out of Santa Fe will tell you, well, it's the pandemic, and and that's just how it is. But every other state in the union is dealing with the pandemic, and they're most of them are dealing with it better. Larry, I've got to let you unleash unleash the kraken for the last two minutes, sir. As a former uh, employee of the state of New Mexico and former comms director. Uh, let's talk about those raises. They've been doing such a good job for the Democrats uh, and the state of New Mexico. They decided to give themselves raises. Go ahead. Well, and, and that's exactly it. While we are at massive unemployment, while we rank 15th in most COVID deaths per capita in the country, while we have the fewest energy jobs, while, you know, uh, New Mexicans had to, what, call 300 times to get to the unemployment uh, uh, line in Santa Fe. Governor Luan Grisham has given her personal staff massive raises, in some cases five-figure raises. And uh, the wow. communication director got uh, an $18,000 raise, now makes, I think, $107,000. Congratulations, taxpayers. You're paying him so that he can call you a member of the death cult if you have the audacity to question the governor's lockdown orders. And so this is what they do. It is the height of hypocrisy, and it is just, uh, uh, you know, I told uh, news outlets it's pathetic that she is doing this while so many New Mexicans are out of work. And and her, you know, response is, well, you know, they work really hard. And and I, I know we get on the local media a lot, deservedly so, but it was KOB who reported this. And so they deserve some credit for highlighting the fact that the governor is giving her own staff raises while, you know, uh, your favorite restaurant can't open up. I can't uh, be good. Larry Barons, you're the best. Larry Barons, PowerTheFuture.com. Thank you so much, sir, for being here. As always, we appreciate you, your contributions, and uh, we'll try to do whatever whatever we possibly can to support you and what you're doing. Thanks, everybody, for listening right here in the Kiva, AM 1600 KIVA, ABQ.FM directly on your app and your computer, and don't forget, RockOfTalk.TV. Check us out right there. You're listening to Fox News, ABQ.FM, K229CL, 93.7 FM, and AM1600, KIVA, Albuquerque. They want him behind bars. I'm Lisa Lacerra, Fox News. Wisconsin prosecutors asking for a new arrest warning for Kyle Rittenhouse, the teen suspect charged with killing two people during protests last summer. Court documents say when detectives went to the address Rittenhouse had listed, they found out he no longer lived there. The Kenosha County District Attorney says that's a violation of bond. They filed a motion also to increase Rittenhouse's bond by $200,000, noting that neither he nor his family actually put any of their own money towards the original $2 million bonds. Rittenhouse is accused of shooting three people and killing two during protests in Kenosha, Wisconsin, following the police shooting of Jacob Blake last August. He pleaded not guilty last month and claims he acted in self-defense. Rob Dawson, Fox News. The FBI has identified the child pornography suspect. It says shot and killed two agents yesterday and wounded three others during a raid in Sunrise, Florida. 55-year-old David Huber apparently killed himself after the standoff. With the Super Bowl just days away, law enforcement in the Tampa area on high alert, but Acting Deputy Homeland Security Secretary David Pekoski says... We see no specific credible threat uh, for this event, uh, but we want to be prepared uh, and have resources at the ready should something
something like that happen where we can support uh, the Tampa Police Department and the Hillsborough County Sheriff. The FBI says they continue to monitor threats, especially after last month's Capitol riot, and their security plan is constantly evolving. A man who describes himself as the sergeant-at-arms of the Seattle chapter of the far-right group The Proud Boys has been charged in connection with the Capitol riot. Ethan Nordine, also known as Rufio Panman, has been charged with obstructing or impeding an official proceeding and other offenses. He's at least the eighth member of the group to be charged in connection with the riot. America is listening to Fox News. Beach combing, baking cookies, learning French. Aren't these what you'd rather be doing than thinking about your Medicare prescriptions? Well, Walgreens is here to help you get back to it with convenient refill and pickup options, expert pharmacists to answer all your questions, and Medicare copays as low as zero dollars. Zero. Which is also the number of cares in the world you'll have as you stroll the beach eating cookies and speaking French. Oh la la. Walgreens. Zero dollar copays apply to tier one generic drugs and select plans where Walgreens is a preferred pharmacy. Hello, Mrs. Coons. It's the back left tire of your RV calling. Wanted to give you a heads up that I'm going to blow out on the highway later today. Wait, what? It says here I'm going to burst in the middle of rush hour. Well, can we reschedule? Sorry, our policy states that once we're scheduled to burst, we have to. We really pride ourselves on our commitment to blowouts. RV owners can't schedule when things go wrong on the road. That's why there's Progressive, a leader in RV insurance. Do you want a text confirmation when I burst? Uh, think I'll notice. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. From world leaders to the prison sentence for Alexei Navalny, the outspoken critic of Russian President Vladimir Putin. French President Emmanuel Macron said that, quote, a political disagreement is never a crime. And German Chancellor Angela Merkel's spokesman said the ruling was, quote, far from the principles of the rule of law. The Kremlin is digging in, accusing Western nations of, quote, hysterics over the case. Moscow is heavily fortified against further protests and the crackdowns were violent. 1,400 people were detained. Navalny's wife Yulia Navalnaya in an Instagram post thanked people for their support. Quote, I understand that there are so many good, strong, and upright people supporting Alexei and me that we don't need to step back or be afraid. Amy Kellogg, Fox News. A country star facing backlash after using a racial slur. Morgan Wallen's world is slowly crumbling after one of the hottest country stars in the nation was caught on camera returning home from a night out with his pals saying the N-word. The video was posted on TMZ. The fallout against Wallen was swift. iHeartMedia have removed his records. CMT removed his videos. Cumulus Media removed all the country star's music from its playlist. And Big Loud Records indefinitely suspended his recording contract. Wallen said in a statement, I'm embarrassed and sorry. There are no excuses to use this type of language ever. He added, I promise to do better. Michelle Polino, Fox News. This week's winter storm in the Northeast appears to have broken a 122-year-old record for the most snow in one storm for a town in New Jersey. Mount Arlington in the northern part of the state got 35 and a half inches of snow, according to the National Weather Service, in a preliminary report. But it could take months to verify the total. If it's verified, it would break the record of 34 inches from the blizzard of 1899. I'm Lisa Lacerra, and this is Fox News. Let us get this second hour started and put things together, starting with the weather. Looks like the clouds are here, and it's going to cool things off tomorrow. We'll be falling closer to the 50-degree range. That's really where you're at in Los Alamos right now. Partly cloudy skies, 
49 degrees, 63 in Old Town Albuquerque, and it's 64 at the Rock of Talk. And the worst drive right now is that transition. We told you about the car that broke down. It set that into just really tough space. This is, again, I-25 northbound transition to the eastbound I-40, and that entire transition is uh, under 15 miles an hour. So just budget in a little extra time for yourself there. Course Road's still a little bit muggy. If you make any way southbound, it's going to slow up right there at Lauria. Uh, just a typical slow drive into the sunset there. And things do improve once you get beyond the Montano. And don't forget again today, Montano at Renaissance. If you're eastbound, that's just one lane to get by on. It's clearly not enough. That's why that's backing up on us. Well, this traffic report brought to you by Taco Tote on Central. Across from the historic Highland Theater. All right, no patio dining yet, maybe in the next couple of weeks, but right now you got to enjoy takeout at Taco Tote, and they've got this family of five meal deal. Wow, that'll help you enjoy takeout and be a hero at home. You're going to get a pound and a half meat and 12 fresh tortillas, handmade, and you can make it to flour or corn, rice, beans, cheese, chips, and salsa. What a great-sounding idea for Wednesday. It's Taco Tote night in your house, too, huh? All right, go to family.enjoytakeout.com Alright, we're up to date now. Let's dive into the Rock of Talk. Albuquerque's macro-aggression. Eddie Aragon. The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA on uh, directly on the radio, on the app of the computer, directly at rockoftalk.com, abq.fm, and on, on the TV at rockoftalk.tv. 550-5500. Hour two, D. Dad Musker, how are you, sir? Uh, I'm well. I recovered from a little uh, issue we had a few minutes ago. <laughs> the dry air has done a number on my nose. Yeah. Uh, I will just to confirm what you and Larry were talking about. Yeah. Uh, New Mexico, 46th worst uh, jobless rate in the country. Uh, we are tied with New York at 8.2%. And, ladies and gentlemen, the feds have come out with a list of all where the states rank unemployment rate year over year. So, December 2019 to December 2020. 49 out of 50 states have had their unemployment rate go up. One state had their unemployment rate go down. Now, I'm going to to throw it out to you guys. Wait, 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 wait. Stop there. Repeat what you said so everybody can process because you speak fast. Okay. All right. Uh, December 2019. This is pre-Rona. We're all celebrating our holiday month and gathering and doing all that. Good year, good year. Um, And, and of course, the Trump economy. You know, the president, rightly or wrongly, the president gets the credit or the blame for the economy raging ahead. Uh, December 2020, 12 months later uh, in Rona, America. So during that 12-month period, the unemployment rate rose in 49 out of 50 states. In one state, just one the unemployment rate actually improved over those 12 months. What do you think, which state do you think it might be? And I can give hints if you want, if you want. That's an easy question. Okay. It's, it's Rudy, easy. go ahead. You got Florida. Okay. Mr. Grande? Um, Mr. Aragon? Uh, Texas. Think a gal we really like. South Dakota. Dakota. You got it. Really? Christy. Oh, wow. It's dropped, uh, point, uh, it's dropped uh, 0.4 percentage points. It was 3.4 12 months ago. Uh, it's now 3%. Any articles South, on that anywhere? South Dakota, its economy is better under the Rona over the last 12 months. Any That's articles how good a on governor that ever? 700,000 people oh, you won't, in South Dakota. You, you won't find anything. I'll well, just uh, I, I think we got to advance uh, Dowd's cause. I think yeah. that should be... Uh, is yeah. fine. We're, we're shutting down. That's fe- The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Uh... My son was trying to tell me how his favorite president was FDR, by the way. 
I, oh, wow. I, had, I had to like uh, reorient uh, that whole conversation, and the only reason it was was because of uh, Robin Williams' last movie was Night at the Museum Three. Okay. okay. Yeah. All so right. so he really got in, and Teddy Roosevelt is in that movie, of course. Yep. 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 Uh, and he's he's Teddy Roosevelt. Interestingly enough, uh, that's his last role ever. Uh, the only coverage of this has been by the Washington Examiner, an online paper or conservative paper in D.C. The only only doubt you're making that up. The Washington Examiner must be making that up. There's no way that could have possibly happened. Uh, South Dakota is the only state to see lower unemployment. Washington Examiner. That's the only media coverage I've seen of of, of this. <sighs> Unbelievable. Five fifty fifty five hundred hour two. Lots to get to. This hour includes. Well, we'll talk with Mike Classen here in the next segment. We've got our Kill Bill segment about to uh, join us here in about uh, ten minutes. Right after I visit with uh, Josh Sanchez and. Uh, uh, we'll also uh, talk about uh, or talk with Sean Willoughby on SB 227. Yeah, uh, representing Black History Month. That's right. Jack A. <laughs> We've got uh, Joshua Sanchez live on the line with us uh, right now. Josh, how are you? Senator Sanchez, how are you? Josh Sanchez, can you hear me, sir? Yeah, can you hear me, Eddie? Yeah, I can hear you loud and clear. Thank you, Senator Sanchez, for joining us. And uh, we appreciate you very much. You uh, just got elected, and uh, we're proud of your efforts. I know that you're representing part of France, uh, Tomei, Belen, uh, that area, but uh, a lot of Valencia County. And uh, some of the feedback that we're getting right now is that things are shut down in Valencia County. What can you tell us about what's going on? Well, what I'm hearing is, you know, the I guess last night they had a, you know, we have our schools, we have Socorro open. I, I represent Socorro, Valencia County, Cibola County, and McKinley County. And, you know, last night, I guess, uh, Mr. Romero gave a great presentation, and, and I do not know why the school board uh, voted him down. He gave an amazing presentation, and, you know, we should be opening. He had all the right stuff uh, to open up. Um, the school board doesn't want to look at it. I read the article and I saw the presentation last night, not back until March. I believe we should look at this every week. We should be trying to open it up, get our kids back in school. We need it. Our suicide rates are going up. You know, we're having issues. These kids need to get back in school. Uh, we're already falling far behind. This whole year, we haven't been in class. The vote and, was 4 to know, 1, Josh Sanchez. Senator Sanchez, the vote was 4 to 1. Uh, why was it uh, so incredibly lopsided? We're returning back to school in the uh, Los Lunas uh, Public Schools in Valencia County. I don't know. I, I, that's what I'm trying to figure out. I've been trying to make some calls today and figure out why it was lopsided. You know, we're told that we're able to open up schools, and all these superintendents are ready to go back to school. Their teachers are ready to come back to school, and we have the school board now shutting them down. Uh, the presentation, like I said, was amazing. He was, he, he has everything, all the tools. He's ready to go back. Uh, we have Mr. Sanchez that's in Belen that is trying to gear up to get ready to go back. Uh, Mr. Espinosa there in Socorro is already open. He's been open most of the year. Um, you know, we can follow, uh, on what they're doing. You know, uh, Socorro's open, ready to go. Um, I hope that Las Lunas schools takes a real look at this and tries to come back next week and open them up. We have kids that are looking at scholarships for wrestling, baseball, uh, girls softball, soccer. I mean, all the sports have been closed this year. Academics, I mean, these seniors are needing 
to get into college. And, you know, we're holding them back by keeping these schools closed. We're not able to get, you know, if they're not playing sports, uh, there's no, no scouts out there looking for them. Um, their academics are falling further behind. Like I said, why are we going to wait till March to take another look at opening? That leaves, what, six weeks of school left? Yeah, shouldn't What's they the be looking in? at every single week between now and the end of March? Shouldn't they be reevaluating this all the way through? Yeah, why, yeah. Why, why did they say they weren't going to look at it once again? They didn't give a. They didn't give a reason. I read in the paper too that they didn't want to come back until March. That's that's, that's ridiculous. Wrong. That's literally it's seven ridiculous. weeks away at this point, and you're getting rid of the entire football season. Uh, you're getting. You're you're making all the students stay at home, and uh, there doesn't seem to be any sort of end in sight. No light at the end of the tunnel. I talked today to retired teachers that are willing to come back. If there's teachers that are, are fearful for this COVID-19, wow. there's retired teachers that are ready to come back. Uh, there's uh, retired coaches that are ready to come back. I've talked to them in Santa Fe, in Valencia County, everywhere. You know, people are ready to help the kids and come back to school. Looking at that and not taking it back onto the school board until March is ridiculous. You're the father of five. What are your kids week? going through? Uh, you're the father of five. And I imagine that each one of your kids is probably enduring something uh, different. Yes, each one is. Our schools are open. Uh, my kids go to St. Mary's. They're open a half a day, and my other daughter is going to uh, Calvary. And Pastor Ray has kept that school open all year, and they have not had any cases. They are doing great, and I think it should be a role model to follow that, just like uh, Dr. Espinosa and Socorro. They have been open. We can open. We know how to open safely. We know what we're doing. And these superintendents have the tools to do it. They have the knowledge to do it. That's why we hire them. They are great at what they do. It is very heartening that the school board shut Los Angeles down last night. Uh, Senator Sanchez, I'd like to know sort of what's in the mindset of the teachers' unions that are uh, out there, and uh, why is it they're not going to come around to educate the students? Why are they going to go back to school? That's a good question. I'm trying to find the answer to that, too. I have not found that answer. I, I do not understand why they're not pushing harder or trying to get the teachers vaccinated, why they're not pushing and calling to say, hey, we need uh, line, uh, certain places where we can get vaccines and get these teachers vaccinated so they can get back to school and be safe. The union should be pushing the hardest to get these kids back in school. Uh, Senator Sanchez, I know that uh, you've been busy with your uh, sort of uh, freshman experience up at the legislature, but they canceled it pretty quickly. I know they shut you down right, at you guys, uh, right after you guys had the uh, pro-life vote. But what can you tell me about uh, the, the first few weeks? I know it hasn't been good. Every single vote, I know they're, like, killing off the introductions. Uh, there's no public comments. Uh, what can you tell me about your introduction into the New Mexico State Legislature? Well, we've we've fought uh, tooth and nail to get it back open, and we want to have the the voice of the people there. Um, you know, we've tried to get it where if there's if you know we're Zoom, no one's coming in. So if we're going to have it on Zoom, we'll at least give the public a chance to get out and see it. They're not wanting to, you know, when a bill's coming up, they need a 12-hour notice, a six-hour notice, or something so that people can watch and get their voice out there. And we're not being able to do it. And you know, the numbers are 15 to 27, and we're we're you know it, it, this year is a tough year, so we have a. Um, we have a hard job in front of us, and we have to really reach across the aisle and try to bring some people over. Um, 
Starting with the first few days, it, it was uh, interesting. It's been great. I've never been up there. I had never been on a tour there. I've never seen how the Senate or the House works. So for me, it's all brand new. Um, what was the other part of your question? <laughs> no, no, that, that was it. What What can we do here as a community to try to reopen the schools out in Belen and uh, Las Lunas? And what can we do to push back? We've seen what's happened in Roswell. I know they're like willing to secede uh, from all of New Mexico, which, in my opinion, is a totally outlandish idea. But uh, these are ideas that are floating because desperate times call for desperate measures. Um, there's nothing else really to say in the midst of uh, all this. But what else can we do here in the listening audience to try to, you know, push that along? These these students out in uh, Las Lunas are suffering as much as uh, you guys are suffering by not attending uh, these sessions up in Santa Fe. Just like always, our voice, we got to get our voice out there. Um, you know, for these school board meetings, we need to get as many people as we can on the webcast. we got to support our superintendents. we got to get out there and be heard. Um, when there's bills coming through, um, get out, reach out to your local senators. Uh, our, our office staff is great. They'll always tell you when a bill's coming up. Get out on those webcasts. Get your voice heard. Make sure you're out there. And right now, that's all we can do. You know, nobody wants to be in person, so we need to get on those webcasts, on those Zooms, and get our voice heard and be out there. Senator Josh Sanchez, thank you so much for being here, sir. We appreciate you very much. Keep up the good fight, and uh, we'll continue to follow what's happening in Los Lunas. Those poor students have been through two state championships in the last year, and they canceled the remainder of their season. I believe the volleyball team over at Los Lunas is well doubt. It's been absolutely amazing. A couple of state championships there as well. They were building a powerhouse, and uh, here we are sitting here waiting for things to open up, and they shut down. Uh, it's all the, for the children. Yeah, but it's all for the kids. We're trying to keep people safe, right? Uh, 519 back and four right here in the Kiva. AM 1600 KIVA. ABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. And don't forget rockoftalk.tv as well. Mike Floss and Dr. Death will be here. We'll talk about uh, what's happening as far as homicides and crimes here in the city of Albuquerque. Winter is here and the real estate market in New Mexico is different than past years. Hello, this is Tracy Venturi with Venturi Realty Group of Keller Williams Realty. And this is Tico Venturi. If you're thinking of selling, let's talk about the reasons to sell now. There are a lot of unknowns going into 2021 for real estate. What's certain right now, buyer demand is very strong, interest rates are making monthly payments very affordable, and the number of homes available right now for sale is at an all-time low. Has there ever been a time when there was a great opportunity and you missed out? Don't wait to sell and miss out this time. Home buyers are waiting. Call us now to put a plan in place to get your home sold for top dollar. Studies have shown that the biggest regret of home sellers is that they don't start preparing to sell their home early enough. If 2021 is a year you're going to move up, move out, or move on, time to give us a call. Hire us, the number one real estate team in New Mexico. Call now, 448-8888 or on the web, welcomehomeabq.com. In most cases, recovery of your stolen vehicle is not the reunion you had hoped it would be. It may have been trashed, torched, contaminated by toxic chemicals and more, or used to commit additional crimes. Revelco Vehicle Anti-Theft Device prevents theft in the first place. 505-550-4994. Amazing Grace Personal Care Services is companion care at a reasonable rate, including mobile assistance, meal preparation, household services, cognitive assistance, and support services, and more. 505-796-4900. That's 505-796-4900.
Chris Napier here with Loan Depot, the mortgage guy. As you look for the best ways to provide and protect for your family, the structure of your loans is critical. Your mortgage payment and its terms could be behind the curve. Let's ensure that when you're buying or refinancing your home, you have the best total cost. Call me at 505-710-2499 and MLS number 330093. Hi, I'm Walt Arnold with Sperry Van Ness. Do you own a business that's expanding? Are you outgrowing your space? Do you need a second, third, or even fifth location? Call my direct line now at 256-1255 or visit waltarnold.com. Hi, I'm Ben Lucero, president and owner of Indigo Mortgage and proud to be a locally owned and operated mortgage company right here in New Mexico. Being local carries many positives for consumers, such as being able to meet face-to-face, you will receive quick response times, and all loans are processed here locally. And you will always talk with the same people from application to funding. All of our employees live here, and all profits from loan origination stay right here in New Mexico. Indigo Mortgage believes in supporting our local economy, and if at all possible, we use local vendors for supplies and technical support. I personally hire and vet all loan officers, and I assure you that your loans will be dealt with both ethically and with knowledge. Indigo Mortgage can offer the best rates and terms available on the market, so contact us today. On the net at indigomortgage.net or by calling 836-5700. That's 836-5700. Indigo Mortgage, because nobody cares more about your mortgage loan. NMLS, 188-348. This is Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. Glad to be here with you to help your business. And right now, businesses are in desperate need of cash flow. Many businesses aren't going to make it through this crisis without a solution. Michael Trujillo has that solution. Host of Your Money Matters, 1130 a.m. on Saturday. Michael, how can you help these businesses get cash flow today? Well, Eddie, all they have to do is pick up the phone, give us a call, and we can help them with that cash flow because we have many different federal programs that businesses can qualify for. But more importantly, we also also have over a hundred lenders on hand ready to go ahead and provide these loans to businesses so that they can continue when we are open again for business. Let's help your small business today, folks. If you own a car dealership, commercial real estate, you have a restaurant, how about a funeral home? Software development firms, engineering firm, plumbing and heating, you name it, Michael can help you. 856 856- 1171-856-1171 or you can email him directly michael at michaeltrujillo.com that's michael at michaeltrujillo.com Bad credit? Need it fixed? At Credit Rescue Inc. our services have been used by mortgage companies, banks, and auto dealerships to help people who have been turned down for credit. Don't spend the next 7 to 10 years as a victim of high interest. Remember, knowledge is power and you now have a way to get back your credit worthiness. Bad credit can haunt people for years. Let's rescue your credit at Credit Rescue Inc. Call me, Mike Ramos, to set up an appointment today at 505-899-1448. That's 899-1448. All right, time to put things together, starting with the weather. Partly cloudy skies outside right now, and that's going to remain with us for the next couple of days. A slight chance of uh, rain on Saturday. And i got to tell you right now, it's really looking good. 10 degrees better than it's going to be tomorrow. 62 in Corrales, 63 in Martinez Town, and 62 at the Rock of Talk. All right, this has turned into more than just a stalled car on that transition. I-25 north to I-40 east. There's police activity at the end of the ramp there. Not sure what that's all about, but I do know that it is slowing traffic down. The transition pretty well sold out. If you're on Paseo del Norte, you're saying, all right, well, it's sold out here too, Mr. Grande. Look at this. If you're going to be westbound on Paseo del Norte, right there at the 2nd Street Merge, everything just goes into real slow pattern all the way up to Coors Boulevard. But Coors Boulevard, for some reason, southbound is very slow 
coming away from Irving all the way to the uh, Paseo entrance as well. So maybe something at the off-ramp there that's a little bit uh, out of sorts. All right, well, this traffic report is brought to you by Amazing Grace Personal Care Services. Companion care, reasonable rates, and they'll do pretty much everything. Household services, mobile assistance, meal preparation, and cognitive assistance. Really amazing people ready to help. Amazing Grace Personal Care Services, accepting insurance as well as pay clients. Connect with Amazing Grace by going to homecare.theplaceilike.com. All right, we're up to date. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. Five twenty-five here in the Kiva. We got Mike Class and Murder Mike. I like. It. What do you think about Murder Mike? I like that. The... <laughs> oh, are you there, Mike? Uh, we can't hardly hear you. Hold on, let me uh, pipe you up here. There we are. Uh, what, what do you think about Murder Mike? You like that? Well, I think it'll work a little bit better than uh, Dr. Death, you know, because I haven't got a degree yet. I've been to school, but Dr. Death, I'll, I'll, I better pass on that one. Yeah, Murder, Murder Mike, Mike is in the house, and uh, no murders today, right? Uh, we did. I did actually uh, accurately count 18 after your rundown of 17 uh, yesterday, so uh, here we are. It's a uh, tough start to 2021. We're getting after it, I'm telling you. Um, we've had more murders in just in the month of January than January, February, and March combined of last year. Wow, that's the kind of so, statistics we need. I know Dowd, you, yeah, Dowd loves the uh, references, the comparisons. Great job, Mike. Yeah. Good job. That's what we need. I got them right here, and this is all courtesy of the Albuquerque Police Department. So you know they can't you can't go against those those uh, those numbers. That's what they say, and. And, of course, today and last night, fortunately, we no shootings, no homicides. So I actually Good. got a chance to breathe. But, you know, there is one thing that happened last night. It happened actually like just before 11 o'clock, and I want to take issue with. Sure. Is um, somebody was in the backyard of a residence in the southeast area right around Rio Bravo and Prince. And okay. they were laser tagging the police helicopter. What and does that even mean? Well, uh, like they're going, going to laser photon, at a pilot, or where, where are they going? <laughs> uh, well, uh, if you point a laser at a, uh, an airplane pilot or a helicopter pilot, oh, ends up. Wait, they were pointing event. a laser at the uh, at the uh, ghetto bird. Yeah, yeah, the ghetto bird. Uh, Air One was up in the air in the oh. area of Prince and Rio Bravo. I, I got the street. It was on Gore. I won't go with the address because I'm people going down there. But yeah. um, he was in his backyard with a blue-green laser tagging the, the helicopter pilot. And when you're tagged like that, you can't see. Did they, did, they get, to, did they get him? Did they bring him in? Well, the immediately notified uh, SO, so they went over there and paid a visit to the guy. But in the meantime, the guy had also tagged commercial aircraft and a couple of military aircraft. Wow, this is so bad. Uh, it blinds him. I mean, you can crash. You can, you can literally crash. So, I mean, it's not something to be taken lightly. Boy, you know, on the, on the uh, Apley Street uh, named Gore. Is that what you said? Gore? Yeah. <laughs> That's the name of the street where the, uh, the actual offense occurred is Gore. So, did they take him into custody or anything for violating criminal um, laws? 
Well, they uh, they went over there, they ID'd the people, and they had, they let them know that it was a federal offense, and that the the information would be turned over to the FBI for further investigation and further prosecution. Five thousand dollars, five thousand, five days, five years in jail. I don't know what the actual offense is, but it's federal and it's serious. I mean, it could anyone who's doing grab. stuff like that, they should lock them up, throw away the key. That's the way I feel it because they're completely sociopathic. Uh, that is incredible. So Gore Avenue last night pointing lasers at the Ghetto Bird and multiple commercial aircraft coming in. That's correct. All right. And, um, and then, of course, you know, yesterday afternoon we had a bunch of bomb scares. I don't know what's going on with people. We started with a bomb scare at uh, City Hall, and that was about the same time I was on that uh, homicide up in the Northeast Heights. Mm -hmm. They were investigating a bomb at the City Hall. Okay. Um, after that, there was one in Pennsylvania and Candelaria on Pennsylvania. And then later, uh, Loveless Women's Hospital, close to about, about 11.45 last night, was in lockdown because somebody had placed a suspicious device at that place. So what's going on with the all of a sudden the bomb threats and the scares? I don't know. Uh, it's, it's for anybody's case. All right, Mike, we'll check in on you tomorrow. Thanks so much for the uh, Murder Mike update. I like that. You like that uh, the best, uh, uh, Rudy? And oh, yeah. It's all marketing, right? <laughs> Murder, Murder, Murder Mike. There we go. <laughs> Murder right, Mike, Albuquerque Metro News. <laughs> <laughs> all right, back after a quick break, we're going to check in with Sean Willoughby. He is the head of the Albuquerque Police Officer Association. Right after a quick break here in the Kiva. AM 1600 KIVA on your radio, abq.fm, rockoftalk.com, directly on your computer and your app. And don't forget, rockoftalk.tv, as well as rockoftalk TV for Roku and Amazon Fire. Hi, this is Mark Minicucci with the Minicucci Insurance Agency. We are privately held and locally owned. We market property and casualty insurance products and risk management services primarily to a variety of companies located within New Mexico and the surrounding states. We are able to meet the needs of a large international company as well as small local businesses. We focus on construction, onshore energy, defense contractors, health care, professional liability, and a variety of other industries. Call us today at 883-3683. 883-3683. This is why people from all over go to JJ's Premier Tire and Services. This is Josefo from Santa Fe. I just blew a tire in my trailer. I was on my way to Albuquerque and I stopped at JJ's. So glad I did. The manager came over right away, quoted me an amazing price, and they had it in stock. No waiting. Within minutes, I had a new tire. Ready to go. I have a fleet of trucks and I've never received this kind of service from anybody. I'll be back. JJ's is your complete automotive repair center. From oil changes, brakes, alignment, air conditioning, to repairs on your engine to keep you safe on the road, JJ can do it. Hi, I'm JJ, and we've built our reputation on honest, fair-priced auto repair. And we can service any car, light truck, or SUV. When we service your vehicle, we'll do it right. Trust JJ's Premier Tire and Services on San Antonio, just west of Wyoming. 
Call 821-5771. That's 821-5771. The market is flooded with health supplements that claim benefits in memory, but virtually none offer credible evidence with their products working until now. Memory Revitalizer 800-606-0192. This potent natural formula was invented by a neuroscientist and physician. Memory Revitalizer slows aging, improves memory, increases energy, gives robust stamina. It has been used in an Alzheimer's clinic for 18 years. It is safe. It does not interact with other prescription drugs. Two large blinded studies confirm the benefits in memory capacity. Customers say it's wonderful. It works. It's essential. Buy it from Best Buy Pharmacy, Manal Pharmacy, and other independent pharmacies. Or purchase it from Moses Country Store and other independent health stores. Or go to MemoryRevitalizer.com. MemoryRevitalizer.com or 800-606-0192. MemoryRevitalizer.com or 800-606-0192. Do you believe the U.S. can run trillion-dollar deficits forever without consequence? Do you believe our politicians have any incentive to rein in spending? Do you believe the stock and bond markets are on solid ground? If you don't, and if you believe something's wrong, but you also believe there will be an opportunity as things change, then call Greg Zanetti at Zanetti Financial. He's been helping people with their investments since 1986. He sees the investment world through a clear lens. He gets it. No annuities, no insurance, no investor profiles. The goal is to make you money. Call Greg today at 250-3754 or visit him at ZanettiFinancial.com. Salon Deluxe and Tanrio West have partnered together to offer hair, nail, and skin care with our signature Solitone, Lumi Facial, and Lumi Lift, and Brazilian Blowout. And this is Deb Slight from Tanrio West Life. We specialize in permanent makeup, tattoo removal, Botox, Juvederm, spray tan, and eyelash extensions. You can reach us at 896-0586 at the salon or call Deb at Tanrio, 994-2390. We're located at the Country Club Plaza in Rio Rancho, New Mexico. Want the honesty, affordability, and reliability of a household plumber without the crack? Call Rogers Plumbing and Heating, family-owned and operated since 1973, for all your plumbing needs. Reaching Albuquerque, Baylor, Moriarty, Santa Fe, New Laguna, Pueblo, and anywhere in between. Rogers Plumbing and Heating is not only fast, reliable service, being family-owned and operated since 1973 means they always put their customers first and hold each of their employees to the highest moral, professional, and ethical standards. So when you need a fix without the crack, call Rogers Plumbing and Heating at 243-9703. All right, time to put things together. Let's start with the weather. It looks like a great-looking day. I mean, look at this. 60, it's 63 degrees right now. This has just been a great February, but tomorrow things are going to stay cloudy, and it's going to cool on down at least 10 degrees. Now, let's get the exacts. Haynes Park in Rio Rancho, 62 at 63 at Altura Park, and 61 at the Rock of Talk. Everything's centering around the big guy right now. We've been telling you about the police activity on I-25 North to I-40 West. That's still very, very slow, under 10 miles an hour to make the transition. And for some reason, things are bulking up right there on the westbound side of I-40, leaving the big guy all the way out to just about 12th Street. And if you're trying to get to the big guy on I-25 southbound, that's just a real tough drive all the way back from Jefferson over to Comanche. This traffic report brought to you by Life Spring at Salon Helena. That is right there on Manal, just west of Wyoming, and that's the home of Canyon Water on the east side. If you'd like Canyon Water, Mike gives it by the gallon, and you just go on in. You can fill it up every day if you'd like to. But he's also got this salt room, which is great for breathing problems. Life Spring at Salon Helena. Change your water, change your life. Life Spring at Salon Helena on Manal, west of Wyoming. 
All right, we're up to date. Now let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. All right, 536 here in the Akiva. Thanks for listening here on this beautiful Wednesday afternoon. Uh, Rudy, that temperature is insane. Uh, it's great. 61 degrees, that's what you said? 61 out our door right now. I walked out and I was like looking at my temperature gauge and I'm like, what the hell's going on? Why is it so damn warm? And the only thing hotter than uh, the temperature in New Mexico in Albuquerque right now is the number of murders uh, here. And we're joined by Albuquerque Police Officer Association President uh, Detective Sean Willoughby. As always, we appreciate him uh, being here. Do you know when the mom's coming back? Oh, wow. Back? Did you hear voices? Yeah, yeah, it's little it's kid bad. voices. Yeah. yeah what what you your voice, uh, uh, Detective scared. Sean Willoughby? <laughs> How are you doing, sir? Uh, we're doing good. Hey, thanks for joining us. I, I know that... Uh, and Dowd, uh, feel free to jump in here. Uh, oh, yeah, very, I got a lot of questions. Yeah, very, very quickly. But uh, we have SB 227, and uh, we've got some things that are happening to these police officers. Dowd, uh, can I summarize uh, what's happening in Bill 227? And uh, uh, Detective Willoughby, please fill in the blanks. Yeah, I mean, I guess, folks, this yes, would be sir. called a, a police reform bill. I'm sure Mr. Willoughby would have a different definition of it. Uh, it has been drafted, you know, politicians take credit for this. Very rarely do they actually write the language themselves. But uh, drafted by Linda Lopez and Patricia Roybal Caballero, I would say two of the most militant leftists in uh, Santa Fe. And that's really saying something if, if you know uh, what, what, what the situation is up there. Uh, pretty substantial piece of legislation. Sean, I want to start you off with this notion of chokehold, something that people can get their minds around, of course. The George St. George of fentanyl, you know, the, the the knee on the neck, and of course, you know, police tactics in terms of how they restrain people. Uh, this law would ban chokeholds, but you said in a media account earlier today, or or maybe yesterday, that uh, they they haven't been used in Albuquerque and for a long time. Uh, chokeholds haven't been used in the state of New Mexico. I don't believe they've been a part of the training criteria for any officer in the state of New Mexico since 1984. Okay, um, I, I don't think anybody. It, if it's a lethal force encounter and your only option is a chokehold, you need to you need to use it to save your life. Well, that's completely within the law and constitutional. But this is not a trained practice for any law enforcement agency in the entire in the entire state. Is there any value? I mean, if the police departments have abandoned it uh, just as a practice, is there any advantage to putting it into law? I mean. No, I mean, this whole entire law that's been written, the only advantage is so that somebody can stand up there and say that they were holding police accountable, right? right? I mean, at the end of the day, this this is the most ridiculous piece of legislation. We've seen some whoppers in our day, like we've had some conversations, but this is the dumbest piece of legislation I've ever come across. The, just the... the just the articulation of the tools that police use, um, you know, they're trying to fit everything into this bill. My personnel records for my employment are going to be free and in and, and public record for wow. this. So we're not we're not talking about, you know, officers that have criminally violated the law or got fired for untruthfulness. Like if you want those, OK, fine. You're not going to have an argument from law enforcement. But these are everyday personal personnel records that should be protected from IPRA that are now going to be public consumption so that they can attack officers in different forums, whether it's for the defense that's that's defending a, a, a criminal that's that's on the stand or um, just dox officers online and their families. It's absolutely ridiculous. Then you have the banning of chokeholds. We all agree with banning chokeholds. Go ahead. We've, we haven't done it since 84, but now they want to take apprehension teams that, uh, that deploy canines throughout the, throughout the entire state. We can't use that anymore. 
any chemical agents. I mean, this includes OC, mace, pepper spray, tear gas, protest. Everybody was so crazy about what happened on January 6th. Well, your law enforcement community has been dealing with violent riots for the past nine to ten months. And if you take those things wow. away from us, how are we going to protect any community anywhere in the state? Now, and that now they, they also want to take away um, our ability to use less lethal options. Rubber bullets, we use a 40 millimeter. It's like a really high-powered Nerf gun. Really cool. The kids would probably love it. <laughs> but, it, I mean, it's a less lethal option. So they're taking away less lethal options that we're required to use to try to bring a a an end to a lawful objective and arrest of somebody that we can't talk into handcuffs using the minimum amount of force. They're going to take away these options, and then they're going to complain when we have nothing left than to use a firearm. <laughs> so the whole legislation is counterproductive. Like, you, you're not going to get an argument with me. Like, do we need better mental health training in the state, maybe de-escalation training? There's a bunch of training that has been valuable that we've that we've gleaned from the reform process that, that we're involved in. But one of those things that nobody wants to talk about is it's expensive. It costs money to train police officers. You have to have measures. You have to show that your training is meaningful. You have to show that this is being productive. This is yet another unfunded piece of legislation or unfunded mandate on law enforcement that has an unrealistic expectation. I would like to know where this legislator lives in the county of Bernalillo. Linda we Lopez, have, we can look that up. Don't worry about that. Continue. Let me tell you, I mean, like, Eddie, why, why does she so far detached from the fact that we've had some, we've had the highest murder rate in a single month that I think we've had in the history of Albuquerque. It, that is true. In fact, you just heard Murder Mike talk about uh, we had more murders in the month of January than we did in the first three months of uh, the entire uh, 2020. Oh, yeah. It's, it's absolutely egregious. We have a crime problem. And then there's the other part of the conversation. Like, you want to reform policing. Police officers are not against reform or um, training or the idea or concept that we could do things better. Like, we're human beings. You can train me all day long. I'm never going to sit before you and say that we're perfect and we can't learn new tricks and there's a better way to approach a problem. But, one, that's not what's happening in this bill. Reforming a police department, you reform with police officers, not not to. You don't reform to them. You, form, you reform with them so that it's a meaningful reform and it works and, and everybody wins. Everybody's a winner. So, so, so let me stop you there. What about public safety? In light of what you just pointed out, and uh, we'll let Dowd uh, jump in here first because he's probably located Linda Lopez at this time. Uh, where does Linda live? Uh, she is in southwest uh, Albuquerque. This is basically the west side, west of the river, uh, District 11, basically south of Central. So um, I'm going to go on a limb and say that's probably not the best part of town. <laughs> really, yeah, really, really dying. <laughs> yes. yeah that, that's not fair. Yeah. So she's not exactly uh, taking into account to. to, to Detective Sean Willoughby, uh, I think the public safety aspect of all this and keeping the public safe. Well, yeah, I mean, this is typical, right? We have House Bill 4. House Bill 4 basically overburdens every single entity in the entire state to pay more money out of their budgets for frivolous lawsuits. Now we have Senate Bill 227 that I don't know 
I mean, is she talking to her constituents? Are they paying attention to what's going on in Albuquerque? Because this isn't the right direction for Albuquerque. This is definitely not the right direction for the state of New Mexico. Let me talk about, you know, reform efforts just for one second. Like, let's really put our head around the reform effort. Can anybody tell me one success story about even, I mean, we're going through a consent decree. There are reform effort has been going on for six years. Is there any success stories? Was there a success story in Seattle? They're going through a DOJ consent decree as they watch their police station burn and the, and the chop zone, the autonomous zone was set up. What about Portland? What about, what about Louisiana? I mean, let's talk about New Jersey. Let's talk about Pittsburgh. Let's talk about Cali. California lost the, I think the, the, the San Diego Sheriff's Department was under a consent decree for over 20 years. Pittsburgh is asking to do it again. This is a scam. It doesn't work. This is not meaningful reform, and it all is on the backs of taxpayers everywhere. This is going to kill recruiting, and it is going to kill law and order and law enforcement in this state if it passes. We have a text to act, Eddie. I don't know if you'd let me plug it. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. You can plug whatever you like. Go ahead. If you if you text 52886, that's 52886, hashtag support officers. Hashtag support officers to 52886. You'll be able to send an automatic email to every single legislator. You can write your own. You can do whatever you want. Send it out there. Let them know that this is not. They're, they are not being held accountable by this community, and this is not the right direction for New Mexico. And you can see it right there on your screen, 52886, hashtag support officers. Uh, again, 52886, uh, you can see it on your screen, hashtag support officers. Uh, Detective Sean Willoughby, if this passes, this 227 passes, and uh, we're voting that this is supposed to be going down, what happens uh, to our officer recruitment? I know one of the things that we've been really trying to do... Sorry, I got a call, Eddie. My bad. Oh, no worries. You're, you're actually clear. So when you get a call, just so you know, on this video, don't even have to worry about it. It'll, it'll keep uh, broadcasting all the way through. So no worries. You good? You good? Are you guys there? Can yeah, we're me? good. Can you hear us? Oh, oh he's gonna. He's probably going to end up checking out because he's doesn't think that he's on. But uh, we'll, we'll, get, we'll bring him back uh, here shortly. All right, you there, uh, Detective Sean Willoughby? Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Can you hear us? Okay, he can't hear I us. Can't. So, so we'll go ahead and uh, remove him very quickly, bring him back on, um, and then uh, bring him back into uh, the Kiva. But, uh, you know, what happens with all of this, uh, Dowd, is you're going to have a lack of recruitment. A uh, lack of number of police officers are going to want to come in and work for the Abergate Police Department, and I think that that's going to be a big deal. Yeah, uh, we've been we need really good pushing. people for a violent city. You know, you're going to need top quality talent, and uh, this is, doesn't necessarily help. That if we get Sean back, I really want to ask him about this rewrite. Uh, this law rewrites the definition of when a public officer uh, was was called necessarily committed homicide, where uh, as defined in the law right now. Uh, the homicide is necessarily committed because the officer has probable cause to believe that he or another is threatened with serious harm or deadly force when performing their law, their lawful duties. Um, that language is actually stricken from the law under this bill, and it's replaced with literally, I counted, or I, I put it in a word count, 949 words redefining that simple sentence into something enormously complex, which I think is probably going to muddy the waters and, you know, invite all sorts of legal challenges for, you know, what what is a justifiable cop shooting or not, and as, as crime goes up in this 
<clears throat> metro area, I think uh, any any officer is going to be concerned uh, about uh, their safety and, sure. and, and second guessing themselves whether I need to pull that right. trigger or not. Right, um, and that, that puts the police officer and the public safety in harm's way. We've got Detective Sean Willoughby back, APOA uh, president, uh, and I think Dowd has a couple of questions for you. But where are we at right now as far as recruitment, Detective uh, Sean Willoughby? And I know that we were like pushing for nearly a thousand. Uh, I think it's headed back in the other direction because morale is, uh, again, uh, just falling out under the bottom. Yes. Um, recruiting, uh, recruiting and retaining officers has always been a problem. I taught, um, I introduced uh, to a big group of cadets today. I believe there were 45 in the room. I don't know if all of them are our, are our cadets. We are recruiting. They are um, They are going full steam ahead on recruiting new officers. But the problem that I'm seeing right now is, the officers that work here are doing everything they can to exit. I've got young officers less than five years on. I am telling you, Eddie, they are getting other jobs. They are going to other states. Wow. They are interviewing. We have an unprecedented amount of people calling our internal affairs to look at the personnel records for officers that are trying to get jobs elsewhere. And we have officers that are experienced, 16-, 17-year officers that are buying military time for four years, I mean, they're spending a hundred thousand dollars to buy active duty military time so they can leave early. The, I mean, what's going on inside the city of Albuquerque Police Department is unprecedented. None of the officers are happy. They are all trying to leave. And I mean, I taught of this. The but but you guys just got a phase. raise. We just got a new mayor three years ago. I thought all these things were really working in our favor. What? Do, what? What's happening? And I'm, I'm not trying to like poke at you, but uh, I mean, no, 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 poke away, please. You know, I mean, what, what's happening? So basically what's happening is the, the city of Albuquerque has a knee-jerk reaction to things like a monitor's reports. And IMR-12, I think, was uh, fr frivolous and incorrect. I think there was a lot of exacerbated language. I think Albuquerque is doing much better in the reform effort than um, is being dictated or okay. represented. Yeah, sure. And I believe that there's a knee-jerk reaction from the, from the administration within the police department. I am seeing my workload has gone up. I would be willing to bet you six to seven hundred percent. I am in internal affairs investigations for the most minuscule investigations from seven a.m. until right right before now. I just got off a Zoom call before I came into this interview. And what are but, they interviewing? What types of things uh, is IA looking at with regard to the cops? Are they well, similar nature? Or are they ticky tack? Now they're very ticky tack. I mean, every single time it's important for the public to understand is that every single time I have to use physical force and put it in your mind using my physical force to put you in handcuffs to overcome your force, that's a use of force. It's investigated in internal affairs. So use of force is just its unbelievably scrutinized. And, I, I mean, any, any misconduct. I have an officer that took um, a letter of reprimand or is facing a suspension for um, eating a burrito in between calls because he was Ridiculous. going from call to call to call, and you're not allowed to eat a burrito when you're driving your police unit. So, wow. I mean, it is extremely ticky-tack. These officers don't want to work here anymore. And this legislation that we're talking about in 227, what they want to do is do exactly what's failing in Albuquerque to everybody else. Why would you do that to the rest of the state of New Mexico? Right. Like, I don't under... Where is the data that shows it even works? Yep. I mean, we were talking about that earlier. Like, right. this isn't the way to do it. Right. I mean, there's no funding for training. We're not even having a real conversation, Eddie. They haven't even talked to law enforcement. If they did, right. they might know that we don't use stun guns we actually use tasers but um, right so so they're like putting things out there to the public that aren't actually happening 
Uh, Albuquerque Police Department hasn't used a chokehold since 1984, but it's like you guys are using them every single day, according to. So this legislation is addressing things that don't even exist, essentially. Yeah, and it's going to create problems that don't exist either. Uh, You're going to see in Albuquerque, I am seeing a a massive exodus of this police department with changes that are going on with the scrutiny and the disciplinary system. Um, That's a real fact. I feel sorry for all these young guys that are coming on. They're they're beautiful, brand new, shiny pennies, uh, excited to get a bad guy. But as soon as they get out there and they they get into their their first foot chase, I got a... OJT, that's when you're supposed to learn how to be a cop. Like you have a TO and you're learning all this stuff. Two weeks, OJT, second phase, which he's been a real cop out of the academy for a month and two weeks, eight-hour suspension for doing what his training officer said that he had to do. He has 25 years to go. You don't think that guy's looking for another job? Yeah, exactly right. What can we do to help besides text 52886, hashtag support officers, the 52886. What else can we do to defeat this 227? Well, 227 is going to take a massive amounts of the public, and it's going to be the same all the way around. If you okay. want to help Albuquerque, if yep. you want to help with, with House Bill 4 and qualified immunity, and you want to help with this ridiculous Bill 227, please take advantage of that text to action. The more, the merrier. You can send as many as many emails as you want every single day. The other thing that we need to do inside Albuquerque is I think that there is a lack of of political will to really start standing on our no own doubt. Yep, and saying, exactly and saying right. enough is enough. Yep. I think the community needs to start engaging with Albuquerque crime and putting the mayor on notice and the city council on notice that enough is enough. We want wow. our officers back to work. We want them to crush crime. We are tired of living in a crime-ridden city. And until they do that and until we flip this script, it's going to get worse. I'm getting shirts made for the rank and file right now with a big <laughs> smiley face that says, it's going to get worse, smile, because that's how everybody feels. I knew something was coming. Uh, Dowdy had a couple of quick questions for Detective Sean Willoughby. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, just quickly, Sean, this it seems to be one of the provisions that's been overlooked but seems to be have a massive potential impact is this rewriting of what is considered a necessarily committed homicide when a police officer you know, uses deadly force. They basically strike the existing language and substitute. It's just one sentence they want to eliminate and then replace it with 950 words that are just incredibly detailed about what constitute, constitutes, you know, necessary force. Um, doesn't that, it seems to me that really opens up a lot of avenues for mischief, doesn't it? Well, what it opens up the avenues is, I mean, we've already had this fight. We've, there's a constitutional standard with use of force. It's, it's Graham v. Connor. Graham v. Connor is the constitutional standard for use of force in the United States of America. It's been tested three times. We call it the Trinity. We have Scott v. Harris. We've got Tennessee versus Graham and Graham v. Connor. All of those cases have been tested by the reasonable officer standard. We don't have to overcomplicate it. What this does, in necessary and proportional... It's like they're trying to mimic Albuquerque, which is a complete disaster. I don't know why anybody would do that. But what they're doing is they're leaving it open to subjectivity, right? You know, we have a reasonable officer standard. If an objectively reasonable officer was faced with the same totality of circumstances in the same mannerisms in the same situation, is it reasonable? Is the officer's actions reasonable? And that's what we're held to constitutionally. So all these people that talk about constitutional policing, they're not paying attention to the, attention to the Constitution because that is already the standard in law enforcement. 
They, they, they couldn't even begin to explain or train necessary and proportional in the state of New Mexico to save their lives. And we'll keep in mind, there's no funding that's associated with this bill. It's, it's a joke. It is a complete joke. It is going to get worse, uh, Dowd, from what we're seeing. And I think uh, uh, Detective Willie would love to have one of those shirts, and we'll display it right here proudly. I'll bring you one. Uh, finally, I'm, I'm, <laughs> finally, I'd like to just uh, kind of touch upon the uh, unbelievable aggressive murder rate uh, to kick off uh, 2021. Please uh, talk about that. Um, so what's happening in the city of Albuquerque is you have over-scrutinized your police department and prevented them from doing their job. This should not be of surprise to anybody. Search a little bit on Google. Look at every single community that's ever been faced with a DOJ consent decree. What happens to violent crime? They handcuff their cops, they take them out of aggressive policing, out of addressing crime problems, and they send them all to internal affairs for being human beings. So what's happening is, and it's been happening for six years. Just two years ago, we broke the record. Yes, last year we got close. This year, we're going to shatter it. And until this community wakes up and starts holding these elected officials accountable, give them the courage to fight for you because they're not doing it. The DOJ's in charge and whatever they say goes. And I am telling you, I don't think it's going to work. I think there's going to be victims everywhere and this community is going to suffer. And guess what? You're going to pay for it, too, in the millions of dollars. All right, let's let's uh, let's get a couple of quick calls for Detective Sean Willoughby. Go ahead, caller. Yeah, I was just uh, uh, listening to what you had to say, and I, and I think a lot of it has to do with, it, with pro, you know, promoting an atmosphere of fear in people's hearts and minds on, based on things that aren't true. And, uh, you know, you gotta you got to just work through it, because what's the alternative? Uh, what exactly are you talking about? I'm totally bewildered by what you're saying. I'm lost. Oh, I, I think I've been listening to your whole show all, all, for the whole time, and it's just all these all these uh, politicos are are you know promoting all kinds of weird and distorted kinds of views of things, and it, it's all it's all meant to create fear in people's hearts. Sure. Yeah, I would agree with that. But in the uh, case, I appreciate that. But I think uh, with regard to you know political or, excuse me, policing in the community, one of the things that uh, happens, uh, Detective Sean Willoughby, is that they are promoting no fear. Oh, nothing to see here. There's no reports. When there's a homicide, there's, like, a couple of lines that are, you know, oh, we, we I think it happened the other day. Uh, I was literally detecting uh, or uh, texting Sean Willoughby uh, at the time that we were talking about the triple murder that was happening over off of Montgomery and... I want to say Jefferson, I think in that area yeah. right behind the women's hospital. And, and, and there's no reports. There's no information uh, whatsoever. Speak to that for a moment, if you would. Well, what I think um, is going on, Eddie, is that every single time there's another homicide in Albuquerque, both the chain of command and the mayor's office, they quiver because there's no answer for it. It's yep. not going to get better. Right. There is not enough officers in this police department. The officers you do have... I'll be honest with you, like, we have kids, and right. the department Families, every right. day Lives. tells us we don't want you to do police work because every time we get into a foot chase or we get into a, a follow or we use reasonable force that is completely constitutional and within the law, we get in trouble. So what officers are doing is, like, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I don't want to lose my job. I don't want to be – I'm not going to be unmarketable in this space. I'm, right. I'm applying for a Texas department. I can't afford another IA. You guys got to live your lives. Expensive. 
and we got to live our lives here. Detective Sean Willoughby, it's been uh, uh, brilliant here for this uh, half hour. Thanks for being with us. 52886. Go ahead and hashtag support officers to 52886. Hit the top of the hour, Fox News. You're listening to Fox News, ABQ.FM, K229CL, 93.7 FM, and AM1600, KIVA, Albuquerque. I'm Lisa Lacerra, Fox News. The House voting to move forward with a nearly $2 trillion coronavirus relief plan. A mostly party-line vote in the Democratic-controlled House approved a budget resolution with instructions to begin work on a $1.9 trillion recovery plan proposed by President Biden. Designed to meet the needs of a country that has been devastated by disease and recession. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer says the president wants lawmakers to go big. A vote on a budget resolution is expected this week in the Senate, even as Republican leader Mitch McConnell says the Democrats' go-it-alone strategy undermines bipartisan unity. The budget reconciliation process allows Senate Democrats to approve a COVID bill with a simple majority and without Republican support. On Capitol Hill, Jared Halpern, Fox News. Cases of COVID-19 are on a downward trajectory, but White House coronavirus medical advisor Dr. Anthony Fauci says precautions still need to be taken, including social distancing. There's nothing wrong with people wearing two masks. I often myself wear two masks. Can we make a general recommendation that doesn't have scientific basis yet? No. And he went on to say when the science does come along, then there will be a recommendation from the CDC. A white Columbus, Ohio police officer has been charged with murder for the December shooting death of Andre Hill. Adam Coy was indicted by a grand jury in Franklin County after an investigation by the Attorney General's office. Coy and another officer had responded to a call about a car running in front of a home. Body cam footage showed Hill coming from a garage with a cell phone in his hand and he was shot seconds later. Prosecutors in Kenosha, Wisconsin are asking for a new arrest warrant for Kyle Rittenhouse. The teen charged with shooting three people, killing two in August during protests after the killing of Jacob Blake. America is listening to Fox News. Beach combing, baking cookies, learning French. Aren't these what you'd rather be doing than thinking about your Medicare prescriptions? Well, Walgreens is here to help you get back to it with convenient refill and pickup options. Expert pharmacists to answer all your questions. And Medicare co-pays as low as zero dollars. Zero. Which is also the number of cares in the world you'll have as you stroll the beach eating cookies and speaking French. Oh la la. Walgreens. Zero dollar co-pays apply to tier one generic drugs and select plans where Walgreens is a preferred pharmacy. Hello, Mr. Crane. I'm calling about today's appointment. The tree is scheduled to fall on your RV at 2.14 today. We, any way we can reschedule, we're really enjoying our trip. Oh, I'm sorry, but that's our only opening. Can it just be a little tree? Mm, let me check. No, sorry, our file says it's a huge one. RV owners can't schedule when things go wrong on the road. That's why there's Progressive, a leader in RV insurance. Is it 2.14 p.m. or a.m.? You know, I'm not sure. Can I put you on a brief hold? Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. And in the House tomorrow to remove Georgia Republican Marjorie Taylor Greene from her committee assignments. Democrats and some Republicans have objected to Greene's social media posts, which lend support to conspiracy theories. Democratic Caucus Chair Hakeem Jeffries is calling on the House Republican leadership to act. The best thing that could happen at this moment is for Kevin McCarthy to make clear uh, that she should not be on the education and labor 
Committee. McCarthy condemned Green's remarks, but he called the move to remove Green from committee assignments a distraction to Congress and in a statement made no mention to reprimand her. A Missouri state lawmaker indicted in a stem cell fraud scheme. A federal grand jury has indicted state rep Dr. Patricia Durgis on fraud charges after she allegedly falsely promoted a treatment that she was selling at her three medical clinics in southern Missouri as containing stem cells that could treat various diseases, including coronavirus. Her claims regarding her ability to treat COVID-19 were part of a broader pattern of, of misleading and deceiving patients and potential patients. U.S. Attorney Tim Garrison also accusing Dr. Durgis of illegally providing prescription drugs to clients and making false statements to investigators. The 63-year-old Republican state rep in a court appearance pleading not guilty to all charges in the case. Jeff Manasso. Fox News. Officials in Clark County, Nevada are taking steps to make roads safer for bicyclists after a fatal accident in December when five riders were struck and killed by a truck. County commissioners have proposed an ordinance that would allow bikers in the middle of the road under certain conditions on county roads. A commissioner says it's meant to give cyclists a safe option to get around obstacles or make a left turn, but some drivers say the ordinance could put more people at risk. I'm Lee Silasera and this is Fox News. All right, as we put things together in our third hour, we're going to start with the weather. Hi, everybody. I'm Rudy Grande, and it is going to be a little bit cooler tomorrow than it was today. Gosh, 60s today. Tomorrow, it'll drop 10 for sure. 55 are expected high and partly cloudy skies. Right now at St. Pius, so 62 degrees. Tanawan, 62 and 60 degrees here at the Rock of Talk. All right, uh, for some reason, Central is running a little bit behind schedule right now. If you're eastbound around the Highland High School area there, it looks like around Monroe over to San Mateo seems to be the worst of it. Looks like the drive on I-40 westbound has improved as you're making your way westbound from the big eye all the way to Coors Road looking okay. Coors Road northbound, that's going to be a little bit tight right there. Uh, well, kind of around St. Pius, and then it'll, just, it'll improve once you get uh, to Montano Plaza. All right, well, this traffic report brought to you by Monte Cigar Shop. San Mateo, just north of Comanche, with the biggest humidor. That means the biggest selection of cigars. It's the temperature control that allows them to have 2,000 different types of cigars. That gives you the largest selection of blends and prices, and that's what you want from your cigar shop. Monte's Cigar Shop, San Mateo, just north of Comanche. All right, we're up to date now. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. Albuquerque's macro-aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. Sexto Six in the 505 with more 411 here for your third hour. I am Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA on your radio. Directly at abq.fm and rockoftalk.com for your app and computer. And rockoftalk.tv, check it out on the website. As well as Rock of Talk TV for Roku and Amazon Fire. Podcast on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify, and we'll kick off uh, hour three. We've got so much to do. I, we, we need another couple of hours to continue doing this show. Call you in the Kiva very quickly. Go ahead. Just me? That's you. Go ahead, sir. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. Let me turn the sound off. Um, I, I'm sorry. I, I've been in and out a bunch today. No worries. Um, I just wanted to call you to your attention. I dropped off a... a uh, campaign donation in your basket outside oh, the door. Oh, thank you. I haven't and, been outside uh, yet. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. There's what I've been able to catch. I've been talking to my daughter about medical problems a lot in and out. 
What's going but, on? They, what, what, what kind of medical problems? What, oh, what's well, happening? She's, uh, she's got a medical condition to start with, and she, I think, has a torn muscle. And it took forever to get her in for an MRI today, and she's still hurting. Um, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, you know, she she has to keep that informed a lot. So, I've, I've what, what, in what can we do? Uh, I mean, uh, what what's the holdup? Uh, which hospital and what's happening? Oh no, that that, uh, that was over in Clovis. You Clovis, get, okay. Yeah, and uh, they finally did get her in. She was originally scheduled in Amarillo. And, it was going to be another week there. So, did you uh, least, did you make a trip all the way from Clovis just to uh, bring me what you brought me? No, I'm I live here in Albuquerque. Oh, thank my goodness! Daughter, my daughter lives in Clovis. Okay, good, yeah. good. Well, I yeah. appreciate you uh, stopping by the radio station. Of course, uh, a lot of people know that I'm running for Congress, but in case you don't know, if you want to go ahead and uh, jump in in the uh, my run for Congress. It's eddyaragon.com, E-D-D-Y-A-R-A-G-O-N, so you can certainly do that. And, uh, sir, what's your first name? Charles. Charles, I appreciate you uh, calling in. Anything else? No, sir, I just want to let you know that was out there. I appreciate uh, you doing so, and uh, we'll take a look at that. And, yeah, you guys can come by anytime. Charles, uh, let's pray for uh, him and his daughter and for what they're going through. It's uh, been as difficult time as any. D-Dowd Muska, hour number three, how are you, sir? Uh forward to uh, we're having a another KIVA uh, personality appearing this uh, final hour of the show today we do have one more she's on hold as we speak okay. yeah yeah we're we're uh, we're rapid rapido as uh, we've already had uh, Larry Barron's uh, we also had uh, you know one of the things that we haven't taken care of is our kill bill segment uh, well, we did two two seven today pretty well. <laughs> uh, are we ready to kill any other bills? Uh, uh, you know, we're, tomorrow we're going to do the one you sent me about the um, uh, d- income discrimination in for for land- landlords. I've been digging into that. It's one one one, and I think you, you, I don't know if you sent it to me or someone sent it to you. I, you I sent, sent it, it to on, you, yeah. you did, uh, directly. Okay, uh, with your real estate background, you're going to be able to be kill that bill way more than I am. But you know, it's just another one of these micromanaging, you know, regulatory. Orgies that these people engage in up there, and they don't think about the consequences. And ugh, don't get me Can you started. imagine not being able to kick out your tenant who's squatting your property, and then you also have the same squatting uh, um, issues where they don't pick up and leave, and if they're squatting for long enough, yeah. they actually own your property. Yeah. Do you ever see uh, yeah. what's the name of that Matthew Modine Pacific movie? The, oh my god, it's one of the worst movies I've it's ever. Not seen. a great movie, but it's an interesting premise. I Michael say, Keaton yeah. going yeah. after yeah, Matthew the bad Modine. Guy, the there bad you guy. go. So. <laughs> Uh, let me read all your text real quick, and then we're going to bring on Natalie because we got a lot of stuff to uh, to continue to talk about. This has been a great show. I got to say, I really enjoyed it. Uh, Eddie, you see the legislation that is attempting to eradicate minimum sentencing for child mol- molestation? Yeah, we covered that yesterday. Yep. Thanks to those of you who complimented us on deciding to go ahead and cover it. Actually, the Republican Party reiterated what we said today, and that's what we're all about doing is driving that conversation. So if we can get the Republican Party and other people trying to do these things, that is a good thing. So, uh, yeah, it is a, well, and we, of course, know, you know, my own personal history uh, of being a victim. Eddie, it's a complete joke. Starts out about animals, feeds into criminal sexual penetration, rape, and minors. This is an absolute joke. Uh, thanks for the text. Uh, Eddie Diego, Diego Aracon is part of the inner circle of Governor Lujan Grisham. Uh, wasn't he brought into the connect with the unionized employees? He talks of a game. Law enforcement needs to be supported. Where is the liberal base? Uh, hashtag support officers. Yeah, I believe his office is, and I could be totally wrong on this. Let me qualify that. 
I believe that his office is right outside Michelle Lujan Grisham's, and supposedly they have a very close and tight and cozy relationship. Wasn't he implicated, or was I confusing him with someone else about that ripoff where they were buying uh, PPE? PPE. And, yeah, He's yeah, the guy, yeah. 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 Uh, never graduated from college, uh, by the way. This coming from uh, InfoWars. Watch self-help guru Tony Robbins reel against the COVID scandemic. Hey, good uh, I, I love Tony. I think he's great. Uh, this goes back to Holder and Obama when they came into Albuquerque to enforce the federal guidelines, and it went south from there. That's from the Duke. The Duke has been texting all day today. You know what he says? He says, Eddie, I love the vest you wear. I love the vest you wear. I want one. Yeah, you can have one. Uh, that's from the Toomey, T-U-M-I. What's the bill officer available is referring to? Need to give it to friends and family. That is Senate Bill 227. 227. Jackie! <laughs> you got to be real sassy when you take on 227, <laughs> all right? Yeah, uh, I, I got I to gotta check in, uh, Natalie. What do you think of us? Uh, hey, hey, Natalie, uh, host of Liberty Ladies. She's she's checking in uh, right now. We're, we're, going, uh, we're honoring Black History Month by bringing up 227. Do you remember 227 and Jackie? Do you remember that... that that show back in the day? I'm not that young, I don't think. <laughs> or I wasn't watching no. much TV oh. around that time. I might yeah. have been working the tail off. All right, we'll bring you back in just a second. We're going to get some exciting updates uh, from her with what's happening from uh, from from uh, GameStop and other things. Uh, Eddie, it's sad that the media can't give Pastor Smotherman credit for what good he has done for our community. For instance, 185K for Make-A-Wish camera for AFD and many more. Legacy Academy has been open fully since August with no complaints and no infections. Wow. Uh, Eddie Diego is a former firefighter trying to triple firefighters' pensions by adding the OT. Yes. Okay. Uh, Kevin Texton uh, asked Mike if he was one of those. Oh. I can't say that, Kevin. I don't even know. I don't even know what I'm saying when I'm repeating that. You guys are always trying to. You guys are so smart. Uh, Eddie has a nurse doing vaccines and testing the teachers uh, who are not at higher risk by teaching them. They are going to Walmart and doing the other things they do daily. We need to get teachers back to work, and then they can be vaccinated as appropriate. They do not deserve to get tested before the people who have been the respiratory diseases and that the virus is targeting. Wow. Uh, good one. Amy checks in with, uh, I would like these state senators to let you know if and when they are offered funds to influence their votes. They won't do that. The process is much more subtle than that. <laughs> and it's the uh, teachers' unions. That's from Tyler, South Dakota. Oh, boy, good stuff. And uh, we had Josh Sanchez uh, as well. Let's see what else. Eddie, the price of oil and gas got too low. When we switched to green energy sources, half as much energy can be sold at four times the price. Uh, I can't even wrap my mind around that, Stan. You're too smart for me. Eddie, has the state run out of vaccines? No, it hasn't. Uh, Eddie, we have... Wow, this is too long. We've been wearing not. We have been wearing a mask for over a year now. Now they are saying more than one mask is necessary. According to the leftists, we essentially have been without masks for a year. So how does wearing a mask now alter any outcome? Yep. We've been exposed for over a year now. Yep. We just got the propaganda push at the Sandia Town Hall to take the vaccine. Uh, I imagine that Sandia National Labs. Hmm. When I brought up all the data about vitamin D3, zinc, and the pushback from the PhD, giving the talk, even though I cited the studies without looking, reviewing, spewed back. Correlation versus causation. Wow. But as biased ego for the company, I would not let him even entertain anything outside the CDC mainstream except at talking points. I pointed out that the Sandia has many mask-free zones and the direct walking path of the workforce. I've encountered that two of the studies were clinical findings that those with low to no vitamin D3 levels were the ones who died. Those with high D3, only 4% died. 
Still no deviation from the talking points. Sandia said if we choose not to have the vaccine, we have to be tested weekly, even though the other folks are getting the vaccine. E, got to get the vaccines at the Walmarts. It was too cold for the Challenger O-rings. They shrunk and leaked fuel. Boom. And, and, and oh. engineers in Utah knew about it, too, and they, they, were, just, they were trying to warn uh, the higher-ups, yes. Eddie, I moved here one and a half years ago from Washington State to help my mom and my stepdad. Went to several churches, including Skips, to find a home where the truth was preached. Thank God I found Legacy Pastor Steve in the Kiva right after I moved here. You both speak the truth even when everybody else spreads lies. I would, wouldn't have lasted this long without my sanity, without the two of you. Thank you. Legacy was shut down for the initial two weeks and promised they would never close their doors again. You and Steve both speak with one voice, one true message. If you ever attended service, you'd be hooked because truth knows truth. Love you, keep you, keep up the good work, and God bless. I love Pastor uh, Steve Smith, and everybody knows that. I uh, I do brag about him uh, quite a little bit. So there we go. And actually, one of his attendees is none other than uh, Natalie, who joins us in the Kiva right now. Uh, Natalie, good evening. How are you? Hey, Eddie. I'm doing good tonight. Can't complain. We got all the kids in the background. All twelve of them. Seven, five. How many? How many kids do we have? Five. <laughs> uh, for now, but you know we're we're headed towards eights just as quick as we can. So. Oh wow, there you go. I don't know what uh, what's what's with the crazy eights, but it is crazy. But you know what's even crazier than that is what's happening with GameStop and uh, the market. Yes. And before we jump in on all of that, uh, Dowd, where are we at as far as prices? What do we know? What's happening? Uh, in the market uh, as we speak. Yeah, I believe the the peak, uh, let's see, GameStop, actually it's fallen down to 92. Oh, weren't we up uh, over five something? Uh, we were uh, three, we're well over 300 at one point. So, yeah, yeah, it's 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 taken it yeah, on the chin. So it, it peaked at 480. Wow, okay. And we are, we closed today at 92 and 40 some cents. Um, that there's, if you listen to mainstream media, they'll say, oh, GameStop is tanking, it's on its way down. But someone put it really well today, one of the people on the Reddit uh, chat site, for, for lack of a better term, they said, if you consider that the price of the GameStop stock was only $4 a share not that long ago, and now it's up over 90 if you look at the 52-year um, performance spread. That's a performance of over, I think, twenty-three or twenty-four hundred percent. <laughs> so we boost the the stock boosted like up in the you know ten thousands of percent when it was almost to five hundred, and it has taken hedge funders billions and billions of dollars in something called ladder attacks on this stock to bring it down to around ninety. So just as an so aside, just as an aside, is GameStop even open in Albuquerque? Can I go and buy games right now? As far as I know, I think so. Hang on, let, let me ask someone who would know. <laughs> the malls are at twenty five percent capacity. Yeah, can I go buy anything at GameStop? That's what I want to know. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so according to gamers in my life, they've only closed these stores, and they are open for business in Albuquerque. Okay. There and we go. I highly, highly recommend going and getting some games from them. So, uh, what, yeah, so, so what is actually happening one, in one the midst of, the of all this? Uh, give us the like overall big picture of why this is an important issue. Sure, sure. So one of the reasons why this is a big issue 
is it's not necessarily that their stock is being shorted. That happens to stocks on a regular basis, especially if there's no longer any confidence in the market in them. But GameStop, GameStop stock was not one of those that had little to no confidence. In fact, they were they, they were really setting up to do quite well. 2020 was not such a bad year for them. And in fact, they're actually set to give Amazon a run for their money. Amazon's going to really? get into the online game stuff. Yeah. Uh, but here, here's the thing is this may possibly be one of the few cases in American history where we can prove share counterfeit. In other words... Wait, what does that mean? So, so counterfeiting shares... Well, here's the real-world numbers. GameStop has only ever issued 71 million shares of their company. Okay. So it should only be possible to own to or sell borrow, 71 million, borrow right? on. Yeah, sure. yeah, take options on 71 yeah, yeah. million shares. Puts However, and, uh, puts and calls. As, sure. of the, as of the most recent SEC filings, there are 102 million shares. How is that there. possible? How did they get there? So there, there's nothing proven yet. But uh, some of the people on Reddit who have done deep, deep dives into this stuff and have looked at the aggregated numbers from the last several months and even over the past year, they suspect that the hedge funds who took out huge bets against GameStop are very illegally doing several things. Number one, they're not covering their they're not covering their shorts. And those things have an expiration date. In fact, a bunch of the shorts were supposed to be covered as of February 2nd, and uh, even more at the very end of January. So they think that they're avoiding that by doing various things between trading them back and forth between each other. So you have hedge funds selling their short bets to other hedge funds and then selling them back again which creates, it's part of the ladder attack, it creates movement or it simulates movement for that stock in the marketplace without any stocks actually being bought or sold. They're just buying each other's options back and forth and it's on the prices to dip down. Um, they, they also suspect that there's a large chunk of fraudulent shares out there because there's a large chunk of shares that suddenly appeared last month and several people have tried to trace the origins of these share dumps and they can't find them. Okay, so we're sitting at this point. What does this speak to in the overall market uh, issue? Because a lot of people, in fact, uh, let me put it up there for everybody. And by the way, we're speaking with Natalie. She is one of the hosts of Liberty Ladies on Saturday. She did a great job, job uh, her and Rebecca, on Saturday talking about there, but uh, she has a good grasp of what's happening with GameStop. And uh, this was uh, directly inside the Albuquerque Journal uh, this morning, and one of the things that they're worried about, and you saw almost no movement on the market whatsoever, but it says major, I don't know if you guys can see that, major bubble, major bubble. And I yes. think uh, they might be thinking this whole thing might be indicative of just how to create a false market and the bubble could potentially pop because of all this free capital that's coming with all the bailout money, uh, nearly $8 trillion in the last uh, 16, 16 months, $8 trillion of cash uh, just going mm -hmm. out. And we know that the big corporations are just sopping it up. 
So in the issue of GameStop, it's not necessarily that there's a bubble or a false market. That's actually, that's kind of propaganda on mainstream media. What they're really afraid of is that if you go by the math and people who have parsed out the numbers on this, they suspect that retail investors, people like you and I, we're, we're not affiliated with a company, we're not huge hedge funders. Sure. Retail investors may very well own more than 100% of GameStop actual shares. That in and of itself would be enough proof that there is share counterfeiting going on. And what that what that does is if, if there's a bunch of counterfeit shares out there that are being borrowed against for these bets, you know, bet short, bet long on, on a stock, when you bet on a stock, when you put out shorts or longs, you're supposed to cover the stock, meaning right. once you've right. sold or bought it, you have to buy an actual share to give back to the person that you bought it from. If there are no real shares left, in the marketplace, they can't buy back shares to cover their bets. But somehow they and created that uh, so that they could buy them back, and they're buying them back at a bigger price because they didn't want to lose money. Correct? Precisely. They're they're playing this this game of um, you know putting out even more shorts to cover the shorts that right. they can't cover, and then they're trading shorts with other companies, and that's a gross oversimplification, by the way, and unfortunately, I, I've just gotten a crash course in this in the past two weeks, um, but but I, what I decided to do is I decided to go ahead and put some skin in the game for myself and get it on it with just a couple of shares, and so yeah. I've been following this cl- as closely as I can, and thank you to all the Redditors out there who have been doing the DD, the due diligence, and looking up all the numbers. So when do we get through all of this, Natalie? When do we sort of uh, finalize this and, you know, stop, you know, Jane, stop this crazy thing. This is a runaway train. When does this finally stop, and is it anytime soon? We don't know. There's, this is not the only... Give me a guess. I want you to, I want you to give me a guess. Uh, Put yourself out there. Give me a, give me an idea when you think this might be over. So, depending on who you listen to, there's a few different theories. Um, One of them is that as soon as we reach the gamma squeeze, the great squeeze, then it'll be over and GameStop will, you know, equalize out again. It should have, by the numbers, happened last week. By the numbers, it should have happened last week and all the companies would have, the hedge fund companies would have been pressured into covering and taking their losses. Of course, Melvin Capital almost went out of business. They had to borrow almost $3 billion to cover themselves. Um, prevent from going under. But if the hedge funders and Wall Street and the regulators keep illegally toying with the market to try to prevent the hedge funders from losing money, this could draw out a long time, like for huh. at least a few months. Huh. The, other, the other thing that's speculated is if the uh, redditors, if the retail investors are successful in uncovering and bringing charges of counterfeit shares, you know, counterfeiting shares and stocks, what the heck is that going to do to our market? Because it's looking like this is way more prevalent than most investors realize. Yeah, but the fact of the matter is we don't know. We don't know where this is and uh, whether it's 
you know, this or overstock or mm. any one of these things. We have to go, you know, essentially, you know, trade by trade, stock by stock until we kind of figure right. out where it is. Right. But I think overall, I think that there is definitively a bubble. We've talked about that with Zanetti. Mm -hmm. And I know, uh, you know, Dowd, I think we can look at just your one share in Virgin Galactic and the bloated price that that's in. I think what we're seeing is just the hope that people don't want to pull their money out. They think that it might go higher because mm -hmm. there's more good news. But uh, we are probably looking at an imminent uh, threat to the stock market uh, coming within the next uh, month and a half to three months uh, easily. And I think uh, coupled with that doubt, I think it would probably be a housing market bubble uh, as well. So, hey, Natalie, great job. We'll see you on Saturday for Liberty Ladies. Thank you. Thank you, Natalie. Yep. Thank Natalie you so much. And Natalie and Rebecca later. are amazing. Uh, they do good work uh, here for the uh, radio yeah, station. We have to tight competition with those Liberty Ladies on Saturday. They, they're gunning for our jobs, Mr. Eric Gunn. Yes, we, gotta be they are. <laughs> we have to step out of the way sometime, right, uh, just for the Liberty Ladies. Well, you know, it's but, funny. Just, if, you can, if you have some sort of precognition out of Minority Report and you can time the market perfectly, I didn't know that my share would, my single share would uh, quadruple in value. Um, boy, it would have been nice for me to buy a few more shares, but of course... I didn't know what would happen, and I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Um, there, they've got their envelope, the flight envelope, opening on the 13th. You know, Virgin Galactic kills some more people. I'm thinking that $53 stock is going to really, really tank, and my one share is going to be back to where it was many, many months ago. But um, well, good report by Natalie. The issue here in all of this is that there's so much incredible misinformation uh, that's going on out there that you can literally build your own case, yeah. get other people inspired, and you can gaslight them into, you know, also feeling the same way that you do, even if you don't feel that very way, because you know that this whole thing is a complete hollow chocolate bunny uh, at this point, and it really it is the chocolate bunny theory. I mean, you're looking to bite into a full bunny, and there's nothing there. Yeah, yeah. These companies are valueless. And not only is there, maybe there's nothing there, it's a metal bunny, and it's going to break your teeth and cost you thousands of dollars at the dentist. <laughs> yes. It's even worse than nothing. <laughs> Five fifty fifty five hundred a few texts, and then... Uh, you know, uh, uh, let's not forget the old pump and dump by uh, uh, Cham Shamath yep. Palapatia, who is doing exactly that. Future governor and of California. The, uh, corrupt uh, <laughs> legislators like, um, uh, what, what's that uh, young lady, her name? What she's Dayan. Dayan Hockman of e. Hill, who's uh, carrying the water. Passing that stuff, carrying the, yeah, the water for the big corporations who are cranking the cash. And if I'm not mistaken, she's not from here, right? Oh, um, let me dig up her bio. I have yeah, a file. Yeah, on her. yeah, did, did, did. yeah. Um, <laughs> like they said on uh, Royal, Royal Tenenbaums, <laughs> roll her all uh, bones or uh, Ferris Bueller days off. Just yeah, roll her old bones uh, out here. The, the Eddie, I was looking up the uh, the, the backgrounds cool. of the of the two legislators who are sure. pushing that. I think it's one forty, the one where they're going to do away with the mandatory minimums for sexual assault. Oh, Bastion. Yeah, one's from one grew up in Athene, New York, mm. which is literally the town Don Draper and Betty Draper lived in in wow. Westchester County. Mad Literally Man. the same Mad town. Man. Yeah, and then the other one I, was from Texas and Iowa. I mean, you're right. I mean, there's so many of these people who just aren't from here, and they just come here, and they just have this notion that like, the Petri dish theory, the oh, yeah. Petri no, dish let's theory. Let's try it in New Mexico. Um, and it's like, I don't know, if I, was, if I wasn't born in a state, I wouldn't go move to another state and, and we're presume the, uh, to know. We're the, we're the world's largest commune here in New Mexico. <laughs> All the leaves are brown and the sky target, is gray. Yeah. Is what it is. Yeah, yeah, so there you go. That's exactly what's happening. Dowd, uh, Dowd you're part of this commune now. Well, the you're difference between me and these politicians is I'm not looking to uh, spend your money, ladies and gentlemen. I want you to have more of your own money back. So that's what separates us, I think. I, I hope it separates us.
little bit. Oh, <clears throat> little boys. Um, I loved uh, Mad Men through like the first four episodes. That's about as far as I got. Um, I think like a long time ago. How old is that? Uh, is it, I would say is as, Mad Men like fifteen years old at least. Two thousand eight it premiered maybe. So twelve. Whenever it was, I watched the first four uh, episodes and I just like nah. As we we agree that the greatest single season of episodic television in the history of the the, the medium is uh, the True Detective season one. Yes. I would say the greatest complete run of television in history is Mad Men. Yeah, yeah, that good. It's that good. Okay, I've got to watch that. That's uh, great. HB 68 Space Flight Informed Consent Act changes. Uh, I tried to jump in on all that entire thing. GameStop, uh, well, the float currently held short. AMC Holdings as well, still above things. Blink changing, Virgin Galactic Holdings. Like, these are all the whole entire situation. The 10 Robinhood stocks uh, with the high short interest, according to the Motley Fool, Sean Williams. You can uh, check that out as uh, well, but... Uh, Here's all the information that is uh, coming in, and it's not good. Uh, this is inflated. This is a giant bubble. Pump and dump. I like that. Is pumpanddump.com available? If you think the uh, stock market's a bubble, ladies and gentlemen, wait till you look at the federal government's coffers. That's the uber bubble. <laughs> the mega bubble. <clears throat> there ain't no just, money in the till. I just pumpanddump.com. Let's see if there's a website that's tied to that or if the uh, domain is available because... That is the name of the game up in Wall Street. Just keeps spinning and spinning. Nope, nothing there. Thank you, Fed, for yeah, pumping there we it go. in. Pump that yeah. cash in. Um, okay, bunch of texts, and then we're going to rifle off a bunch of um, news to finish off. Yeah. Oh, this is false information. Eddie, I was told most of the shootings in Albuquerque involve people who know each other. Yes, you know what? This is just a giant family feud. I don't know if you know this. Hatfields uh, and McCoys. Yeah. Just going back and forth. That's right. They're just all shooting each other. That's really what's happening. Or about mafia. Uh, Eddie, GameStop is open. Thank you. Uh, Eddie, GameStop is open in Burke. This happened here. Hey. Oh, yeah. Did you guys uh, watch the transgender going off at the GameStop employee? Hey. Call me ma'am. Ma'am. You don't remember that? No. It's like a meme. Okay. I know you know this. There it is. There's the call me ma'am meme. I won't be able to play most of this if I'm not uh, mistaken. Let's see if we can get this. Um, there's a lot of "Don't Call Me Ma'am." That's that, that's what we get with a cisgendered, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, we insensitive heteronormative types yeah, this, just can't relate. This transgender lost her cool at the GameStop. Let's see if this plays. It is ma'am. I can call the police if you like me to. You need to settle down. You need to settle down and mind your business. <laughs> I don't know. Let me double check real quick. Let me. <laughs> okay, I think we're good, uh, Dowd. I almost feel like we're like, playing Bedtime Bombs. <laughs> you remember that, uh, that that show back in the day? No. Like uh, Bedtime Bombs, Midnight Movies, Bedtime. really oh, bad okay. movies. They play really bad B movies. It's oh. like sort of like uh, Joe Bob Briggs. Yeah. Yeah, really bad Elvira. Elvira. Oh, yeah. Elvira. I miss Elvira. Yeah. <clears throat> How long was Elvira even on? Is she still alive? Wow. Uh, Cassandra Peterson was her name, right? Really? Uh, Elvira, giddy up, mm, pop. She is still mm, alive. Papa. She was born in 1951. Wow, really? Oh, 70, uh, 69. Oh, boy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Yep. Uh, Peterson Why gained, do people find her to be such a sex podcast? Peterson gained fame on Los Angeles television station KHJ-TV wearing a revealing black gothic yes. cleavage-enhancing gown as host of Elvira's movie Macabre. But they must have syndicated that because I saw it in Connecticut. It wasn't just L.A. 
We saw it here. We had uh, yeah. Channel 14 and 23 be- before they both became religious. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to watch music videos on both of those, and I think I think Elvira and Bedtime Bombs came on on both. Of- if anybody can text me in on that, uh, I would love that. Uh, Eddie, Elvira is still hot, kind of like Sophia Loren. Uh, Eddie, thanks for clearing that up. My boss told me, and he lives in the East Mountains. Hey, guys, great show. Uh, it sounds like GameStop has the same people advising them as the Democrat Party. <laughs> <laughs> also, I couldn't agree more on the Detective Season True 1, Absolute Fire, but then the show fell off during Season It yeah. really did. Vince it Vaughn, really did. I had to stop like two episodes it, it, in on Season 3. It was horrible. It, three was Vince okay. Vaughn is Vince Vaughn in every movie he's ever been in. Well, the other thing is they take that little girl, Rachel McAdams, in Season 2, and she's like America's sweetheart. I know she's Canadian, so she's Canada's yeah. sweetheart. But, you know, she's not this statuesque... Sophia Loren, but she's no. America's sweetheart. She's the cutie from Wedding, wedding Singers, and they turn her into this crashers, deeply damaged crashers. and they turn her into this deeply damaged woman with who has a knife and everything. And it's like, and Vince Vaughn was playing this weird character. It just did not work. Bring back Woody, uh, you know, and bring back. Uh, um, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, he was really good. I think him just sitting there telling his story on the table. Um, you know, as he's you know given the my absolute you know, favorite though is when he gets the woman to confess to killing her kid. And he says, you know, people who harm children are, are really targets in prison. You really should think about killing yourself. <laughs> like, oh, my God. That, that is darkness beyond even my brain is capable. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here's the GameStop. Excuse me, it's ma'am. Let's see if this is uh, bleeped out. It is ma'am. I can call the police if you like me to. You need to settle down. You need to settle down and mind your business, okay? Ma'am. Once again, ma'am. I said both of you. No, you said sir. Once again, it's ma'am. This guy's probably, or, whoa, this ma'am is probably listening to the radio station right now as we speak. I wonder if David Olson knows this guy. Oh. You know, David is a... You know, he he knows probably Don Schrader. He probably knows this person. If anybody's going to be able to sort of call the, uh, the I don't know, the crevices of the cultural uh, background of Burke, yep, you know, yep, yep. I, I, you know, back in back in the day, Dan, do you know Don Schrader? Do you know? Who I, uh, I I've seen his uh, uh, over the years. Yes, his scantily clad appearances at the city hall. There's no scantily clad. <laughs> it's just like uh, woven together jean shorts that he puts together. Now, does he have to put a shirt on when he goes into city hall? Or where's he been in COVID and all this? Uh, no, I don't think he has to go anywhere because I don't think he does anything. He used to live on the way to the munitions base. Uh, oh. As he had a little trailer hanging out over there. When I was working there in the 90s, and he used to have a Channel 27 community evil access show called Clearly From My Heart, and I'd watch that. I was, like, fascinated. I'm like, who is this guy? <laughs> He's unique. <laughs> and straight one, And he used to consistently talk about, like, I don't know, you know, mutilation, general mutilation, circumcision, all this kind of stuff. I'm like, come on, dude. Like, we're we're trying to watch TV here, and you're, like, going in on... And however you feel about it, he was making it like a public issue. He was saying that he was mutilated. That's right. Yeah. Hating mom and dad. I found in my Hating life... Hating mom and dad because they genitally mutilated. One of the best things you can do as a young adult is get over your issues with mom and dad and get on with your life. Because if you keep sustaining that, um, you're going to end up uh, in a bad place. I think there's a lot of adults who are still trying to get back at mom and dad. Well into their 30s, 40s, <laughs> 50s, 60s. Mom and dad have been dead for years, but you're still trying to get back at mom and dad. Norman! Get over it! <laughs> that's, that's the ultimate example. <laughs> uh, when are you going to need help? Did you know what he, Norman's, uh, you know what Norman Bates' uh, uh, occupation was? He was a uh, taxidermist. Taxidermist. Man, 
Damn it. Is there anything that gets past <laughs> you at any I know, point? I know American culture pretty you well. You do. Uh, well. Eddie, what are you going to need help with your campaign now? There I it know. is. EddieAragon.com. The Man from Laramie with Jimmy Stewart is based on King Lear. It takes place in Albuquerque. It's really great. Oh, okay. You got that? Out. Man from Laramie. There's uh, a great video online of the GameStop tranny. Oh, whoa. You just, oh, you totally, you totally offended her. Macroaggression. Offended her, him. I don't know. Uh, there's a great video online of the GameStop trainee arguing with Ben Shapiro. When Shapiro wins the argument, the trainee resorts to threats of violence. That's a different one. I don't think they actually that you're you're mixing things. The uh, GameStop uh, gal never met Ben Shapiro. Do you remember this Ben Shapiro uh, trans moment? Do you remember this? He was going to kick her butt. Uh, hold on one sec. Uh, trans gender. It was a kind of a, a a big moment. Here we are. Oh snap! There we go. Uh, this was live, I believe. What was this like? Five, six years ago. Uh, this went off the rails. Uh, let's take a listen to this. Uh, Arthur Ashe, Courage Award of the ESPYS. Did she deserve it? Was it the right choice? Here she was last night on ABC. Take a look. All across the world, at this very moment, That's there are Jenner. young people coming to terms with being transgender. Joining me now in the audience, Shagun Odu Olowu, entertainment journalist, Zoe Tur, pilot and reporter who herself is transgender, and Ben Shapiro, senior editor, Breitbart <laughs> News, author of Bullies. In terms of the science behind gender uh, dysphoria, you, you're very familiar with that, Zoe. Very familiar. It's not about the chromosome. Excuse me, the chromosomes within we our both know nuclei. Yeah, the chromosomes don't necessarily mean you're male or female. Gender. With gender. Gender identity. Go ahead. No, so. Especially, what, but even so, you have a thing like Kleinfelter's syndrome. So you don't know what you're talking about. You're not educated on genetics. Would you like to discuss the genetics or well, well, no? What no, is your no, genetics? I, so I'd stay away from the genetics and back to the brain scans. You cut that out now or you'll go home in an ambulance. Yeah, that seems mildly inappropriate for a political discussion. No, no, you do hate. You're consumed with hatred. That is who really? you are. You're a little you know man. Me? You're a little man. Let's yeah, not, actually, I do. Let's stick to the topic. Let's, let's, not, let's not these first. But, I mean, right. that's okay. He can be whatever he wants. But the point is... Right. That's what this is all about, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> but there's ramifications Such for his speech. But the point is that... Ramifications? Let me finish. Go ahead. Finish, sorry. Little boy. Not rude to say that someone who is biologically a male sir. is a male. You just someone who is biologically sir. male is a male. Let's say that transgender is a illness. How would you? What's the goal of treatment then? The goal of treatment would yeah. be to cure whatever. Uh, uh, can't cure it. It's not curable. Okay. <laughs> That's it. No. End of discussion, Dowd. Uh, you can't treat it. It's not curable. You can't cure it because it is what it is. It's transgenderism. And uh, there's 58. There we go. It's not curable. This one has okay. to not be curable. What's oh, the goal? So uh, alcoholism, for instance. What, okay. What's the goal? So the, the goal would be to allow people to live with it in, a, in an appropriate way. To flourish, right? To flourish. Not to sure. require them to Absolutely. assign to one gender or another. Without, but to flourish, right? right? With, without, so, imposing on the, without imposing on the rest of society well, the, a, a necessity for fictionalized thinking. Uh, okay, because like, that actually is a cost to society. I'm sorry, but my, my grandfather was bipolar, okay? Yeah. And he thought that the radio was talking to him. Yeah. They put him in a mental <laughs> hospital. They did not tell him the radio was talking to him to allow him to live a better life. They put him into a mental hospital, and then they gave him lithium, which allowed him to live a better life. There is nothing that Ben Shapiro won't use. Oh, boy. Which makes him probably one of the best debaters anywhere. 
because uh, he'll whip out the arsenal. Everything is on the table with Ben. The thing is, you can't concede if you're coming from principle. If you're coming from a strong, you know, rational background, you cannot concede in the face of those kind of threats. No, we don't concede here in the Kiva. We stand for what we believe in. We analyze things. We present citations for what we our arguments. Um, the minute you start to buy in and you start to roll back, uh, you're they, they got you. Basically, they got you on the run. That young man, uh, he doesn't run from his position, <laughs> not at all. And I think it has made him who he is. Oh, and, certainly. Uh, yeah. I think it's been good. Uh, don't forget to check out all the show notes tonight. Uh, Dowd will have them like no other. Our Dowd 3000, rockoftalk.chat. That's rockoftalk.chat. And uh, take a listen. We'll see you tomorrow bright and early 4 p.m.